anyone who owns Facebook stock. Fuck you guys. You all suck. <laughs> that doesn't seem like the best stock to own these days. They're getting pounded. <coughs> yeah, and they keep like more horrific, horrible news stories keep coming out of yeah. that company every day. Breaking news. Facebook lied. Breaking news. <laughs> Donald Trump lied. Oh. About the uh, tariffs. The surprises come left and right. I know. We're really shocked by all these things. But uh, the most important thing that happened this week, besides the 1,200-point sell-off and the Game Awards yeah, and Smash Brothers release, is that Resident Evil 2 came out early. No. Damn it. General Mills tweeted at me about Lucky Charms Oh, that is the best thing that happened this week. (laughs) No, you're an influencer now. I am. I think... Coming off of my Twitter ban, yeah, I have this like different kind of Twitter swag now. Yeah, yeah. where I'm not gonna just sit by idly. Yeah, I saw this interesting story. We didn't write about it on Shack, but uh, Biz Stone, one of the co-founders of Twitter, mm-hmm. was out on the streets of San Francisco in in selfie mode, filming a video about how to make things better, how to make uh, the world a better place, right? He was out on the streets of San Francisco. Yeah, dodging, like stepping around needles and piles of shit. No, get this. Okay. Person walking by just slaps the phone out of his hand. Doesn't even break his gate, keeps walking. That's great. I was like, that's like poetry. Yeah. That's like humanity yeah. actually being art. Yeah. Because, yeah, fuck you, Biz Stone. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. You're a fucking billionaire or a hundred millionaire standing on the street talking about how to make the world a better place, surrounded by people who are homeless, standing in shit, probably. Yeah. No. And he he even's like, I guess it was a sign that I should probably not even have created that content. (laughs) And I'm like, yes, you're right, Biz. Fuck you. Yeah. But yeah, fuck Twitter. Fuck Facebook Mm -hmm. and fuck Twitter. Fuck all social media. Yeah. It's just... Except the source I mean, of all evil. Like General Mills tweeted at you. I know. Isn't that great? Swenson's invited I, you to an event? Yeah, I'm a Swenson's influencer. Because, <sighs> you know, like when I go there, I'll post the picture of the lights for service yeah. sign and yeah. the menu. Like I do that all the time. Yep. I'm a very loyal uh, Swenson's uh, customer. If you get a call from Bombay Sitar, we are going. <laughs> we're going well the, so far like i don't see them having that big of a social media presence no we need to get them on twitter if only because you yeah and i post about them yeah pretty regularly yeah so I, I i'm not seeing them as much no um but yeah it's it's weird yeah and then yeah like i was a cleveland sports twitter martyr Yes. You know, McNeil, the, you know, Reflog, the guy who mm-hmm. organized the Browns parade. Yep. He tweeted the plight of Techno Sucks to the world of Cleveland sports for And that's me. cool because you are solidly behind the Browns on Twitter. I mean, yeah, like I'm a, I'm a Cleveland sports fan. Yeah. And that includes the Cleveland Browns. Yes. Even when they went 0-16. Yeah. I was a Cleveland Browns fan. How about those Cavaliers this year? They just got wrecked by the Warriors last night. They yeah, suck. Yeah. And then we just traded Kyle Korver. Continue to tank. There's a couple of good players in the NCAA this year, yeah. and we're trying to get the first pick. If we get the first pick, we can get one of those good players. Mm-hmm. So we're tanking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Kyle but yes, the, the tweet, one who the wanted tweet to was be... The tweet was about LeBron James. They barely oh. beat the Cavaliers. LeBron James comes back to Cleveland yeah. to play us as a Laker, yeah. number 23 for the Lakers, 
That bothers me. Yeah, that's a bummer. I don't like seeing number 23 on another team. No. And it's not Michael Jordan. No. Our number 23 should have stayed in 20, stayed in Cleveland. He I could agree. have been number seven. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Do something else. Yeah. You're not 23 in LA. Mm-mm. But he's playing well. The rest of, course, of the team of course, isn't. Of course, well, that's... <laughs> it's almost like he's a it's, curse. It's like sounds familiar, <laughs> yeah, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It does. Yeah. I, does that sound familiar? <laughs> he's on a mediocre team that he's carrying to excellence. Jeez. Man, what was I haven't when, heard this story before. When were Shaq and Kobe on the Lakers? Like championship 2000 Lakers? through 2004. That was a long time ago. I didn't realize it was that long ago. Whatever. We hadn't won anything in 52 years. Oh, I know. I'm just saying, like, isn't it crazy how teams can rise and fall? I just like love it, that. though. Like, LA's like, oh, we haven't won a title in, like, 15 years. <laughs> oh, only 15? Oh, my God. And, like, meanwhile, Cleveland, like, you got your one every 52 years. <laughs> there were, like, generations yeah. of Cleveland sports fans who went without championships. There's people that have died in that gap yeah. that never saw a championship. Cleveland sports fans. But meanwhile, in L.A., 15 years. It's been 15 years. What a drought. Duke Nukem was still cool. (laughs) We haven't won a championship (laughs) since Duke Nukem Forever was announced. (laughs) That's 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 the emergency. So, yeah, um, I'm still on the whole fuck the Lakers bandwagon. Sure. I think a lot of my band had to do with using the hashtag Lakers. I also had the word choke. In it, because I, I said that LeBron almost choked but that, the game yeah, away. Yeah, that's like a common phrase, especially in sports. Oh, so-and-so choked or almost choked. Yeah, it's very common. Yeah. And then I also said uh, congratulations on be- barely beating the worst team in the league. And I think beating, being that close to at, beating look, at King choked. James. Yeah. Beating oh, plus yeah. choked plus hashtag Lakers yeah. plus a ton of butthurt Lakers reporting me Yeah, equals me being banned. For all of Thanksgiving weekend, and yeah. then on Saturday night before the Browns played, I was freed. So, thanks to all those people out there who tweeted at me in my DMs, or you know, I was using, <laughs> I was using the Modojo Twitter account really to DM people because I couldn't even DM. I was banned from using anything. The weird thing was, I went to your page and like there was no sign that you'd been banned. It just looked like you had stopped tweeting yeah they removed the tweet they said we'll unban you if you delete this tweet and i said no i didn't do anything wrong yeah fuck that and then they said no we've reviewed your tweet we still think you were in the wrong and i said no i want an actual human to tell me that i'm in the wrong yeah and then two days later i was unbanned and i my tweet appeared so you can see it on the timeline yeah it's there now but i refuse to delete that tweet no do not delete that tweet you should pin that tweet no, my pin tweet. <laughs> like a, but seriously, though, you shouldn't have had to do anything with that tweet. That was ridiculous. That's ridiculous. It's ridiculous, and it shows you like I, I you can find hardcore pornography on Twitter, right? Like horrible shit. Yep. And you can find Nazi propaganda on Twitter. Yeah. You have people who are affiliated with the Nazis that are verified. Yeah. You have Donald Trump. <laughs> you have Donald seriously. Trump tweeting, who's like starting trade wars. Yeah. With Twitter. Yep. And I'm banned for that? So, yeah, yeah I, I turned around. I owned uh, about a million dollars of Twitter stock. Mm-hmm. Uh, I sold the whole thing. Damn. And, like, my my dad owns Twitter in his retirement. Yeah. 
And I told him, I'm like, here's what happened. Here's why I'm selling at the company. Yeah. And he's like, I'm going to keep holding it. I'm like, okay, I think you should sell it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he, he, uh, he still owns some, but I have zero exposure to Twitter now. Uh, literally the next day I could possibly sell, I did. Wow. Because I just don't, I'd rather invest that in Shaq news or Nintendo or Tesla yeah. or better places to go. Yeah. And I also think that this is the beginning of something. Samuel L. Jackson got banned shortly after i did uh because he was tweeting something about the president and they said you were threatening the president so yeah it's like they've because they fear regulation is coming to them yeah they're all overstepping their boundaries when it comes to moderation you're seeing this with tumblr and what yahoo has done this week yeah the tumblr news has been big you're seeing this with facebook you're seeing this with twitter what's the yahoo news though yahoo owns tumblr Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. And yeah. Yahoo ruins everything they touch. Right. So they're ruining Tumblr. Yeah. <laughs> they ruined Ozzy, and then we, we brought him back. I mean, they didn't ruin Ozzy. They it, ruined Yahoo Esports. They did. They they had a great idea. I know Ozzy gave that his all, just like he gives everything. He's great. All. He was yeah. great there. Yeah. When he came back, I was like, keep doing what you were doing there. I thought it was great. Yeah. You know, and I just think it was unfair. They they started that, like, the week or something, a month before the company was acquired. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Yahoo, man, they just fucking factory of sadness over there. Yeah. But then they've been acquired by uh, Verizon. Oh. So Verizon owns Yahoo and AOL. AOL owned Huffington Post, you know, and something else. And then, (laughs) yeah. So now Yahoo was acquired by Verizon. So a lot of these things are... I think Verizon policies coming down through the companies. Yeah, Verizon isn't exactly a bastion of free speech and no inclusivity. But that's the dangerous part of where we are with this FCC is that you know you have uh, carriers, yeah, that own content, right, or own networks of content, mm-hmm. distribution networks of content, yeah, especially user generated ones. Mm-hmm. That uh, you run into things like what's going on on Tumblr. And it's what I find is hilarious. <laughs> I think I realized it's happening. People are leaving Facebook. They're not posting. They're leaving it. They don't. They're not deleting their accounts. But whatever. They're just not using it as much. Mm-hmm. I think they're coming to Twitter, and Twitter's starting to be more like Facebook. Yeah, I think that's happening. <sighs> Usage on Twitter is up. Daily active users are up. Wow. And I think that it's mainly people leaving Facebook for Twitter. And be in doing so, Twitter is becoming more of a similar discourse as Facebook. Oh, jeez. And, yeah, it's just going to get worse. It's a very divisive uh, social network anyway. It is. And also Twitter, Twitter has always seemed popular to me, but their existence seems a lot more tenuous than Facebook's. Mm-hmm. Because I just don't hear as much about like Twitter's high rolling executives like like Zuck, like Zuckerberg at Facebook than I do Facebook. Tw- Twitter always they're... seems to be running on like a hope and a prayer. Mm-hmm. You know, like I look at companies like WWE is really big into promoting tweets like we're number one. I'm like, what does that what does it do for you? What is that? It's not you don't gain anything monetarily from it. It's I'll just pr- kind of trending just popularity speaking, contest. I you guess. know, I here's some inside baseball before we start the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, a website is for sale or was for sale 
in the past month, mm-hmm. a gaming website. Mm-hmm. Won't say anything else about what kind of content they make, but it's a gaming website that was for sale. Okay. And I was invited. I was invited to take a look at it, mm-hmm. but also because the parties involved know that I know finance very well yeah. and valuing companies. So they just kind of wanted me to give my opinion on the valuation of that company. Mm-hmm. And one thing I heard other people say about valuing a website was that, oh, their social media is not that impressive. And I was like, so it's the followers? Like, this is a site that had millions of page views and, like, millions of monthly unique visitors. Mm -hmm. Like, over three million, you know? Like, a very big website Mm -hmm. with, like, a ton of really good content. Mm -hmm. And I'm like you're going to ding it on valuation because of its Twitter followers. Meanwhile, look at this SEO value, this Google value, right? That it just organically has from amazing SEO. Right. I'm like, if I was just kind of taken back by that's how people think. Mm -hmm. So that's going back to what you're saying. It's perception is reality. So you're big on Twitter. You're big on Facebook. Oh, you have a broader reach in the social sphere than a website Mm -hmm. there's a disconnect there there is yeah uh and i just i pointed that out and but what i found fascinating is that even though that was the ding the the price at which i last heard there was a bid Mm -hmm. was about 40 percent higher than i thought it would be worth Hmm. and actually 200% more than what I would have bought it for. Really? Yeah. (laughs) That is wild. So I looked at that and I was like, huh, that's interesting. But yeah, they were, whoever was interested in buying it was clearly seeing what I was seeing and was able to put social media aside and say, no, this is still worth something to a company that's like an ad network or something. Yeah. You know, you can just look at how many page views a site has, extrapolate what your network can monetize on it. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I think once a company did that, what I saw they were willing to pay was surprising to me. Mm-hmm. So that made me happy about owning Shack News. Yeah, cause, that's cool. Because we're not that much smaller. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like I don't publicly talk about how many unique visitors we have. Right. I usually just talk about it with respects to growth because mm-hmm. I view it as a trade secret. Yeah. But I wonder if at some point I should be open to the public about it because I think that Shackers might be surprised. I think so too because Chatty has always been like its own little pocket of yeah. Shack News. There's even that running joke about, oh, those those front page posters and front page lurkers, they don't realize that our reach has, has grown pretty significantly from what they're, they're maybe used to. It's the largest reach the, the site has ever had. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's... <laughs> I noticed it. I, I noticed it because I saw the AWS bill from last month, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh, that's higher than last year." <laughs> I was like, "Damn, yeah." I was like, "Yeah, you know, that's that's gonna be a factor." Mm-hmm. Uh, but when I bought the site, the AWS bill was about four times more than what it is right now. Wait, what is AWS? Uh, Amazon Web Services oh, is our okay. hosting bill. Okay, okay. Uh-huh. The the cost of running Shack 
on the server. Okay, gotcha. And uh, you know all the all the images we upload, everything we do. Uh, at the time I bought Shack, we were still hosting File Shack. Oh yeah, and that just was all, they weren't charging. Mm. GameFly was not charging, but they were still spending the money to host the service. That's crazy. Yeah, a lot. Game GameFly did a lot of crazy things. Though. But that was nuts. Yeah. When I saw that, I was like, okay, well, this is instant cash flow that I can save. Yeah. Because it, it Shag News really looked like it was gonna die when I bought it. Uh, yeah. It, it it didn't. It was a it was a fire sale, and that's what's different compared to this company that I was looking at mm-hmm. in the past month, mm-hmm. and I didn't buy it. I didn't buy it. Not buying any websites this year, huh? No, I I bought another Tesla instead. Okay. Oh yeah, that's right. You t- yeah, I I knew about that. Yeah, I got the model. I got the Model X. Yeah. I pre-ordered the Model X, uh, when they announced it, years ago. So I put down five thousand dollars like over two years ago. Okay. And I just kind of like never bought it because mm-hmm. I thought it looked kind of weird, and then like I had my S still. Uh, but I don't have an all-wheel drive car in mm-hmm. Ohio that is an electric vehicle. Mm-hmm. I have a Jeep, which I kind of hate because it's the polar opposite of a Tesla. Mm-hmm. It's a fucking gas-guzzling piece of shit from a fucking company that's been bailed out. Yeah. Like, I kind of hate Jeeps. Yeah. And my family's had, like, five Jeeps, so yeah. I've been driving Jeeps for pretty much my whole life. Uh-huh. They're just not that great of a, a driving experience. Right. They're a utility vehicle. Mm-hmm. The Model X is like a spaceship, you know, and it'll mm. have, it has these features that I don't currently have. Even in your S? Yeah. Oh, okay. It has the the auto drive feature. So mm-hmm. I, what I want to do is get on 77 North and just have it drive me to Cleveland. Yeah. I want to test that. Yeah. Uh, so I'm curious how that runs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, yeah, I want to see... I, I've I've driven the auto drive before, but it was the 2016 demo, mm-hmm. and it's what's amazing about Tesla is it's like a neural net, mm-hmm. so it learns over oh, okay. time. It gets better at driving. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious how this version of auto drive works. Auto, I think they call it autopilot. How it works? Oh, okay. Uh, but I've had a car change lanes for me. I've I've been in a, on a highway where it. We went from 60 to a stop without me touching the accelerator. What is that like? It feels weird. Yeah. You feel like I, I don't I don't stop holding the steering wheel. Mm-hmm. I still hold the steering wheel. That's what, like, I look at movies like Minority Reports where in these self-driving cars, people are just like, I did find it funny that in Minority Reports, someone's in a self-driving car reading a newspaper. Like, newspaper's still around in this era. Yeah. But I think that anyone like us who is used to driving would really feel I, w- I would imagine it's like how a student teacher feels mm-hmm. with a student driver like you don't completely trust this person driving the car. And that would be interesting, I think, you know. Y- yeah. Um I would not just like pull out my laptop and start like playing a game or yeah. chatting or something. Yeah, yeah I wouldn't yeah, yeah. do that. Yeah, but I just the idea of less of the driving being on me is appealing. It's interesting. Yeah. So I'm going to try that. Yeah. So that's one thing. But then the main thing is that I don't have a dual motor. 
I have a single motor. It's rear-wheel drive. That car fucking fishtails on this surface. Ooh. I can I can you know that there's like a hill on the back side of my house. Mm-hmm. I can't make it up that hill in snow. In the test in the S? In the S. Wow. I need to get winter tires for it and maybe I could do it then. Mm-hmm. But the thing but just still fishtails cuz it's like instant torque rear-wheel drive. Yeah. It's like a, cor- a you know like a Camaro or something. Mhm. They're just not that. It's just great. not a winter car. Yeah, they're just not winter cars. Yeah. Uh, so I feel like the when I bought my S, all wheel drive didn't exist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, so it wasn't an option. So I, that was one thing that I, I always knew when I moved to Ohio that I was going to kind of be missing. Yeah. But yeah, so I'm in a situation now where I might have three Teslas in two years. Damn. Yeah. But I just I also just uh, this is the. The last this seventy five hundred dollar tax credit's gonna be there mm-hmm. for the car, mm-hmm. so I'm like, yeah, I'm just gonna get it. And I just I look at it like I hate driving that Jeep. Yeah, <laughs> like I just hate it. Yeah, there's so many stupid things about Tesla that make me spoiled. Yeah, and this is how I know that they're a special company. Uh huh. The heat. I can turn on the heat in the Model S from my phone. Oh, cool. So, like, before I get in my car, it's, like, perfect temperature. It's like the evolution of the auto start on key fobs. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. But because your car doesn't have uh, exhaust, you can heat your car up without carbon monoxide poisoning in your garage. Uh, That's a plus. Right? Yeah. But this also applies, like, let's say you're out running errands. Mm -hmm. You can push a button as you get out of the car. It says, keep the car heated. In this weather... That is so That's a beautiful awesome. thing. Yeah. It's so valuable. Yeah. So like it's something that in the last few weeks as I've not been able to drive the the S, I was like, "No. I've been here for 2 years already. I'm like, do I really want to go through another winter with this fucking Jeep?" Yeah. With like shitty headlights compared to the Tesla, like <laughs> I'm so spoiled. Yeah. Like so spoiled. Yeah. By this Tesla experience that I'm like, I don't want to ever buy another regular car. Right ever mm-hmm. only want electric and i only want tesla yeah because i think that they're there's like so many creature comforts in that car that when you go back to something especially like a fucking v8 piece of shit like it's not like it's even a good car it's like a it's like an 06 grand cherokee yeah you know that's yeah. like just not jeep had its day mm-hmm. and like by the middle of 06 daimler chrysler had stolen all the ip and made the what do they call it? The uh, M-Class. Mm-hmm. There's like the M-Class Mercedes, and then they have the G-Wagon. Yeah. And those are like two really solid like things built on the Jeep platform. Mm-hmm. And then they dumped Chrysler. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's like, I feel like Jeep's just been through some shit. Like, the first car I ever drove was a Jeep Cherokee. It was mm-hmm. like an 84. Mm-hmm. You know, but like, yeah, I, I'm over it. You sound you sound over it. Fuck him. <laughs> And fuck GM. Yeah. You know, one last thing before we start the show. Right. And it'll sound like a combination of Elon Musk fanboyism and just curmudgeonry. Yeah. A few, what was it, last week? God, the news just travels so fast. This news cycle's crazy. It does. It was last week. 14,000 people were laid off from by GM. Yeah. A plant here in Ohio. Yeah. In that. Lordstown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A plant that's been open for, like, ever. Yeah. As long as we've been alive. Right. They've been open. That place is closing. 
I think it was like 2,000 families affected there. Jeez. And then Ontario and Detroit. That's the combination of the three plants closing down. Mm -hmm. Not a peep from games journalism Twitter about that. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, same day, Elon Musk, in an interview with Axios, I think, Mm -hmm. talked about how hard he works. Yeah. He said, look... We're hiring at Tesla, at, at SpaceX, at OpenAI, at Solar City. We're hiring. Apply. Yeah. And then he replied to his, he did a tweet thread, right? Right. And he said, uh, it was like, you can't change the world working 40 hours a week. Mm-hmm. And boy, games journalism Twitter attached, attacked. <laughs> They're like, Fuck you, Elon. Shut the fuck up, Elon. Elon's the worst. And I'm like, looking at this dichotomy of GM firing 14,000 people versus this 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 eccentric billionaire idiot who tweets yeah. offering people jobs. Right. Saying that you have to work hard, but offering jobs. Right. And you're mad at him? Right. Not the company that fired 14,000 people? You're That we bailed out? Yeah. With government money. Yep. You're not mad at them for fucking over Ohio, but boy, are you mad about him trying to create jobs in your own fucking town? Yeah. <sighs> yeah. No. I El- saw Elon that and Musk I was just is, like, is, I fucking lost my shit. Is judged unfairly. He is, but also, like, where's the outrage for GM? Yeah, it's like it's, it's, it's like this guy's actually be... trying to hire people. Right. This company's firing people, and they wouldn't even exist if we didn't bail them out. Right. With our tax money. Yep. How is that like? I just look at like, and I'm not like conservative. I'm not. I'm very socially liberal. Mm-hmm. But I see what is considered the left in politics, yeah. and I do not feel them. I feel like there's like a far left and a far right, and it just seems there is. they're both dumb. Yeah, they're both idiots. Mm-hmm. There's like good things about liberal philosophy, you yeah. know. There's good things about conservative philosophy. There's good things about libertarian philosophy. But when you go uh, absolute to the left, yeah, it's a very dangerous game. It is, and you start to cheer against people that are actually in your best interest. Yeah, a company that's working on regulating AI. A company is working on alternative energy, right? Because they're afraid of global climate change. And a company is trying to get us to Mars. Yeah. Like, these are things that we should support. We should. And it's just like, I get it. Elon can be a douche. Mm-hmm. But man, like, where is this? Why is this outrage coming at him? I, and he's like the only company in the world that's actually creating jobs in America. And we're mad about it. One of So I, I'm the same as you. I'm very socially liberal. But I have a lot of the same issues. In fact, that's probably my number one beef with Twitter. I think that Twitter, which in the grand scheme of things is a very small sample of population and thought and opinion, is so overly emotional Mm -hmm. about everything. Even silly things. Like, I saw this and I'm crying. Like, are you? Yeah. Why? What the uh, hell is wrong with And no offense to Charles. But when he retweets something and then just tweets a bunch of random letters after it. Yeah. Those are the, you know, it, yeah. And Twitter, it, it lends itself to being uh, hyperbolic. It, it does because uh, I guess like I'm cynical because you and I kind of came of age with this technology every mm-hmm. step of the way. Yeah. I signed up the year this shit started. Yeah. 
But like, I never know whether people are being genuine or whether they're just out to get those likes and retweets and follows and just attention. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like something, something will happen and you'll put someone on blast on Twitter instead of having like, Oh yeah. Like a conversation, the whole concept of dunking on people, dunking on people. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like that's the, that's like encouraged on that platform. Yeah. Like, and then Twitter, you'll be a Twitter moment. What if you're the Twitter moment? What if you're the featured Twitter moment, David? What if that imagine, which is like, that's a weird thing too, because I feel like a lot of, I, I see this in content creation. People are like, create tools with our content. And I'm like, Eh, and give you shit for free i don't know like th- that's weird too mm-hmm. that kind of rubs me the wrong way oh too. what adobe did yeah their their logo yeah yeah that yeah. was ridiculous like fuck you we're gonna hey make our logo and then we'll sell it not give you anything like the whole thing about like <laughs> artists of all type from writers to actual like visual artists are they one pet peeve is like friends and family being like hey can you write slash draw slash whatever something for me it's what you do right and you're like oh okay here's how much i charge oh you're gonna make me pay yes because this is my job mm-hmm. and it's how i pay bills and then we're crowdsourcing everything now but adobe is trying to posture like oh it's gonna be so cool no it's not pay me i'm not making anything for you for free yeah it's I'm, just it's just just like one little problem with social think media it's, that it's is, so funny that adobe yeah. did that because yeah. they're like the creative app suite yeah, yeah. that that they <laughs> are so out of touch with their users so it's like yeah i'll make this for you for free after first subscribing yeah to your platform Yearly. yeah which and you can't get out it's really hard to get out of their subscription contract yeah uh yeah it just seems so backwards to uh i don't know but yeah anyway if you can't tell fuck twitter yeah and I, if you need to see a picture of Lola, they're not going to be on Twitter anymore. No. If you need to see a video of Lola, not going to be on, on Twitter anymore. No. I'm posting my Lola videos to YouTube, mm-hmm. to the good old army of techno YouTube page. Yep. Uh, productive citizen on YouTube. That's right. And then I'm using, I'm using Mark Rebier's format uh-huh. of all caps nonsensical. The loop daddy. God bless Loop Daddy. He's doing really well. I, uh, what a time I'm, to be I'm, alive. I'm proud of Loop Daddy. So happy for Loop Daddy. Yes. Every day, so he does something where I'm like, God bless Loop Daddy. Yeah. He's like, he he might win the Do It For Shaq News Award. He's a, he's a contender. How could he not? Or he yeah. could win Person of the Year. Yeah. It, it, there's a lot of options for him. But yeah, we'll start this show. <laughs> That was the 30-minute intro. That was a hell of an intro. 30-minute intro. Yeah. Government of the people, for the people, by the people. speech and the first amendment protects material presumptively we don't talk about uh, harassing and sexually brutalizing women in my music man we don't do that in my music man i'm tired of you saying that we've got white dollar people trying to crap
five-star saying we're too nasty and we're too live. Corrupted politicians playing games, bringing us down to boost their fame. They must be joking, thinking we were poor, but their life flies moving the wall. We stand tall from beginning to end with help from fans and all our friends. Freedom of speech will never die. For us to have, our ancestors died. Don't keep thinking that we will quit. We'll always stand and never sit. We're too live, too black, too strong. Doing the right thing and not the wrong. So listen up, y'all, to what we say. We won't be banned in the USA. Cause on election day, we'll see who's banned in the USA. Welcome to the Shackcast, the official Shack News podcast of Shack News. I'm your host, Oscar Khan. I'm CEO, editor in chief, commissioner of the Shack News Electronic Sports League, uh, the 
judge, official judge of the Shaq News Awards. I'm contemplating things. It's award season. And today you yeah. are co-chief puppy wrangler because yeah. I'm helping wrangle. Yeah, you're David Craddock, our long reads editor, making the long trek across the increasingly mean streets of Canton, Ohio. It's snowing out there today, man. You're, Covering things. We're, my driveway is now becoming I, questionable. I passed an accident on Fulton. Oh, really? There were like, there's an ambulance and like a fire truck and two police cruisers. Mm-hmm. It looked like, I don't know, kind of like a like a fender bender, maybe a little bit more serious, but yeah, it's Ohio is happening all around us. Jackson Township tends to overreact to any kind of traffic incident. They do. Because like I saw, it was like one car in the parking lot by, you know, Rite Aid and yeah. uh, that the the restaurant, they'll go nameless, McDonald's. Yes. Ooh, the McDonald's over there. Yeah. Uh, one car involved in something. Yeah. Literally five SUVs <laughs> from the police were there. And because you know they're right, it's right across from the police station. Yeah. So they were like all there. They I was get, like, like they shine the white people in trouble sign. Yeah. Signal in the sky, and they're like, oh no, <laughs> to the parking lot. Yeah. Like everyone met there. I was like, I was like, wow, oh my goodness. Uh, yeah. So Jackson Township can tend to overreact on stuff, uh-huh. but Fulton, man, let me rant to you about Fulton. Okay. I kind of hate living near this street. Sure. Because. Turning left at 5 p.m. is a motherfucker. Yeah, I never turn left out of your place. Oh, I have to. That's how I get to Belton Village. But uh, you know what I do? I turn right and I just turn around. <laughs> I do because, well, depending <laughs> on, like, if I'm here really late, it's not that bad. Yeah. But this time of day, no. It's, like, impossible. Yeah, especially, like, I feel, I don't know if you're this sort of driver. I'm the sort of driver when there's someone behind me, like, I feel nervous about holding someone up. <laughs> Cause you know you know how it is. Like if you're if you're behind that car, you're like, oh, this this guy's turning left. What are you thinking? Like you're just back there ranting. No, but like it's it's a viable option. You have to Fulton going towards Canton. Yeah, is a good option from Jackson Township. It is. You want to go that way? That's where Bombay Sitar is. Yeah. That's where all sorts of good stuff is that way. You're right. For me, you're right. So it's like there's time of day. Where I honestly turn left out of my street and mm. I just take neighborhood streets yeah. all the way to like where I can jump back onto Fulton. Because mm-hmm. uh, it's a pain in the ass this time of day. Yeah. I, I think I waited like 15 minutes to turn left. Mm-hmm. And it reminded me of living in fucking Southern California when I had to live off of PCH. Yeah. Turning left on PCH or turning left off of PCH. It's like impossible. That's like the the 101 in in NorCal. Mm-hmm. It's just a nightmare. Yeah, exactly. So like I I had flashbacks and I was like, God damn it. Yeah. I thought I, I thought I was out of this. It's because that street's only two. It's one lane going one way, one lane going the other. You're having flashbacks. You were having PCHD. Yeah, PCHD. <laughs> post <laughs> post uh, California Highway Disorder. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yep. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pacific Coast Highway Disorder, I guess. Yeah. Pacific Coast Highway Disorder. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah there it is. <laughs> I have that. I definitely have that. Hey, Asif, what kind of currency do they use in space? Uh, Not Bitcoin. No, Starbucks. Okay, I'm done. Hey. Yeah. You know what? Seattle got a hockey team. Seattle did? Not Cleveland. Yeah. Cleveland needs... I went to a hockey game in Cleveland, but it was, it was a minor league thing. We have... Uh, it's like the monsters. Yes, the Cleveland yeah. monsters. Two or three years ago, I went to a yeah, monsters we ha- game. They actually won. Yeah, they won the whole thing mm-hmm. in 2016, mm-hmm. the year that the 
Golden State Warriors blew a 3-1 lead against the Cleveland Cavaliers. That's right. Same year. They won. But that's not NHL. No. Cleveland should have an NHL team. Yeah, why don't we? It's kind of bullshit. It is. It's like everywhere else gets one. Why did they give it to Columbus? That's lame. I hated that. Yeah. Like, that's why I've never been. Like, everyone's like, oh, are you a Columbus Blue Jackets fan? I'm like, no. <laughs> I don't want to root for Columbus. <laughs> and it's also like the worst name ever. Blue Jackets? Yeah, that is. What the hell is that? Yeah, they're they're you know their abbreviation on ESPN is CBJ. I'm like, yeah, I don't want to root for the BJs. I'm good. Like you guys suck. Yeah, and they've never really been that great. They're yeah. just mediocre enough. Yeah. So I'm like, no. But like, it just pisses me off. Like Phoenix has a hockey team. Yeah. Like why do all these hot places have hockey teams? And like Cleveland, <laughs> where we have a fucking arena. Yeah. And we already have. We've proven we can have a hockey team. I don't know. So I grew up rooting for the Penguins because yeah, they were close. They're closest, yeah. And then Detroit because they're in different uh, they're in different conferences. Yeah. So I had a Western Conference team and an Eastern Conference team, mm-hmm. and it were actually turned out where both those teams were like awesome. Yeah. So I got to see a bunch of my favorite teams win championships. That is cool. That is but good. Cleveland deserves a hockey team. We do. I'm happy for Seattle. I'm not taking it away from them. No. They deserve one too. Yeah. It's a cool town. Yeah. They deserve a hockey team. They deserve a basketball team, too. Yeah. But that team moved. Where did they move to again? Oklahoma City. Oh, right. So that's what I mean. Like, Seattle has been done dirty. Yeah. So I'm not I'm not saying you don't deserve your team, Seattle. I'm just saying every time, like, Las Vegas got a hockey team, Tampa Bay has a hockey team. Follow me here, though. I'm thinking long term. What, what if we have a hockey team in Cleveland and then we move them to, say... Baltimore. <laughs> no. The city would just fall into Lake Erie. <laughs> if another team moves to Baltimore, just, like the, the key bank building will just tip yeah, over. Yeah. Yeah. And then the Renaissance will fall with it. Like every, every, <laughs> it's going to fold. Like the whole like Playhouse Square, everything. Yeah. Everything north of that will yep. just fall into the lake. <laughs> the, that goes for the Brown Stadium, too. And it'll kind of be on me. Because yeah. like it was my that, there goes the, the rock idea. and roll hall of fame yeah gone oh sorry Cleveland folded into the Lake, Lake Erie that's my bad yeah everything cool basically the yeah. flats gone damn decimated oof they they would have been I guess folded upon because mm-hmm. the flats are such a weird place yeah Cle- that's that's the most Clevelandy place on earth yeah it's like hey y'all go to the flats it's this place under like some bridges. In between some industrial shit. It's like... <laughs> like, who thought that was the hip place to go? Oh, Cleveland. And it's, like, shady now. There's, sure it there's is. The, of course it there's is. There's a ton of shady shit down there now. It's like there the now. Narrows in Gotham City. It like, is. hey, you want to go to the flats? We're going to hatch a scheme where Scarecrow is going to get a microwave emitter. I just love that that was the place in Cleveland that we assigned as yeah. like the hip happening place to yeah. go. Let's go to the flats. It's like, oh, man, let's go to the flats. And it's like scary as shit now. You're like, yeah, this is not safe. Nope. <laughs> At all. No. Cleveland's kind of weird. There's some fucked up kinda. shit. Happening. Yeah, some it is. Some fucked up shit happening. Yeah. Right? The police are very dirty. East Cleveland is like a war zone. How do you think? Like Jackson police versus Cleveland police. That'd be a hell of a show. 
Jackson police would have a chance because they would over respond. Well, the Jackson police just have better vehicles and equipment. Yeah, that's they, true. They probably have like body armor. That's, that's true. <laughs> you know, like we're like equipped for like SWAT shit here, and then like it's <laughs> just like around one car in a parking lot. Yeah, yeah. And then like Cleveland is like one car for like a thirty-person shootout. Yeah, in East Cleveland. And the cop just like I'm gonna wait. Yeah, he's gonna wait, or like he'll bribe people. Yeah, there's a lot of dirty money in in, in yeah. Cleveland. Wow, I so, guess yeah. yeah, the police forces are evenly matched. They have their own strengths. And like I guess you know, there's good police people everywhere, of course. But there's some dirty shit happening in Cleveland. Of that's course. all I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, that is a dirty town. Yeah, and the flats are just the funniest concept to me. Yeah, because that was pitched to us. I think we had our prom at the flats. Really? Somewhere, like near there. Did you go to your prom? Yeah. I didn't go to mine, but I dated a girl two years younger than me and ended up going to hers after being out of high school for two years. Well, there you go. Yeah. No, I went to our senior prom. Okay. But yeah, yeah I, I did, did do the junior prom. That seemed weird to me. Like, prom yeah. is like a big deal. Like, I'm not going as a junior. Yeah. It's got to be a senior. It's got to be like a memorable thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, I did go to that, and that was in the flats, mm-hmm. but that was in the 90s. Oh, okay. That was way back in the 1990s. Damn. I know. 1999. Oh, yeah. See, I graduated in 2000, so I guess I, mine wasn't that much later. 99. Class of 99. Yep. We were the ones that were supposed to be overachievers and amazing, and we completely underperformed. Dude, I had so much pressure on me. I'm class of 2000? Yeah, our, our, you know what that was like? Yeah, oh, I know. That tipping point. We were the last of the 90s. You were the first of the 2000s. Yeah. We were tip of the spear. We both disappointed yeah, immensely. We really dropped the ball. our generation is like no, no, no. Sorry, no. we got Twitter. We yeah, well, we got Instagram. There's Snapchat. Yeah. Oh, you know, I, I was on YouTube, uh, the app, and you know stories. Yeah, there's yeah, Facebook yeah. stories and there's Instagram stories and Snapchat has stories. Mm-hmm. YouTube introduced that. And I instantly turned it off. I was like, please, no. What the hell would that be? Like, short video clip promoting your thing or a picture promoting your channel? I don't care for that. It's so stupid. Mm-mm. But PewDiePie gets paid like six figures for an Instagram story. Here's the thing I read the other day an article about one of the highest paid, maybe the highest earner on YouTube was the seven year old kid named ryan mm-hmm. whose video is he just unboxes toys and plays with them and talks about them yeah oh that's been a thing for a while yeah i didn't know about it you didn't know about unboxings no i know about unboxings i didn't know that this kid was just basically like i do know that there are a lot of channels out there where people do that mm-hmm. but they won't review the toys they'll just unbox them yeah i know about that he this reviews kid them too th- reviews them but he it, it's cool because he reviews them as a seven-year-old he's yeah, just sure. like in there playing having fun oh uh, no kids love watching that stuff and he made like 22 million from from june 1st 2017 to june 1st of this year so he's making more than ninja yeah that's awesome yeah because fuck ninja yeah i'm just saying nah, he's good for ninja but at some point there's gonna be a it, he'll have his pewdiepie slow down yeah pewdiepie has slowed down I saw there was like a a drive on social media for people to subscribe to PewDiePie because he was losing to someone. And I'm like, this is stupid. Uh, that is the, see that millennials. We also gave the world that. So mm-hmm. yeah, I don't. I can't feel good about that. That's what I mean. Yeah, like it's it's we deserve what we get. Yeah, we kind of reap what we sowed there. Um, but speaking of 
giving awards for for shit. It is award season in the games industry. It man. is. It's time for Jeff Keeley's special show. Jeff Keeley presents Jeff Keeley's The Game Awards by hosted by Jeff Keeley. Yeah, you know, it's it's a uh it's a group of people that have come together to honor games. I have to say, like all joking aside, I've really been impressed with the effort he's put into the show the last few years. Oh god, the production value. It's it's fantastic. They're honoring I like that they honor developers. I think they've made solid choices for their for award winners, specifically uh game of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Because I remember, I don't know if Keeley was involved with this. Do you remember the very first video game awards on Spike TV? Yes. Okay. The the show that had like a concert and a wrestling match between Chris Jericho and Rey Mysterio. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. I keep meaning to look this up and I always forget. I'm pretty sure that the first game of the year winner at this inaugural show was like Madden. I think you might be right. And I remember watching that like, all right, I'm done with this. Because like nothing against sports games, but I think even fans of sports games know that those are just not game of the year quality. Like they can be good, but by and large, most years they are just roster updates. I gave Longshot an award last year because it was best cameo. And I said Dan Marino. Yeah. Dan Marino and Longshot, they deserved an award for that. But But yeah, you're right. An award, but not game Game of the the year. year. That's 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 crazy. No. I say that as someone who is someone who like plays sports games and generally likes them. Like, let's let's get real. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, <laughs> I was playing uh, Mutant Football League on Switch because mm-hmm. uh, my brother. So my nephews have stolen two switches from my brother. He they basically taken them. They're like yeah. these are our Fortnite machines now. Yeah. So that's their thing. Um, I just was like, dude, get another switch. Yeah. Like fucking buy another Switch. Mm-hmm. So he bought one. Mm-hmm. We were playing some games. Uh, we were playing Mutant Football League. There is no private match matchmaking in that. What the hell? Really lame. How do you how do you meet up? Like public game invite friend? All that? No nonsense. There's no public game. It's just random. You matchmake randomly. So I met. I'm like, okay, let's like do one, two, three, and try to match with each other. Yeah. I don't match with him. There's some guy named Jake or something. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to back out. Let's try it again. Second time I try, we match. So I'm like, that game probably has no one playing online. Oh, man. So I feel bad for that, but I was happy that I could play with my brother relatively easily. This is a tough time of year to release a game, though. Like Generally, I feel like you have to be out by Black Friday to... I mean, the game was out on PC already, and it was a Kickstarter. So a lot of when you're a Kickstarter, a lot of your sales are already baked in. Right. And then Switch was a stretch goal, and it's not, it's not selling very well on Switch. It can't be because mm-hmm. I was able to find, we were able to match in the second try. Yeah, trying to find just here it is. Here's the here's the Jeff nominees. Keeley's nominees. Okay, and we're looking at the game of the year category. Yeah, it's Spider Man, mm-hmm. Red Dead Redemption Two, mm-hmm. Monster Hunter World, hmm. God of War, Celeste. And Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I mean, those are all solid contenders. I like that list. Yeah. I will say that, like, I've kind of talked about this on the show off and on, that, like, this year, to take nothing away from from the work that developers have put in, I feel like last year the game of the year debate for the game awards was a a much bigger one. Because, like, you had, like, Mario and Zelda going head-to-head. 
Yeah, Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah, Horizon Zero Dawn. So like, I don't know, Hellblade. Like, Hellblade. Yeah, there were some really interesting games. Twenty seventeen was like a nineteen ninety eight esque banner year, mm-hmm. and this year we we've seen some great games. I think all those are great games, but you had a lot of companies dodge Red Dead this year. Yeah. So it led to less games releasing this fall. And and twenty like I don't want to get too far off the topic because I want to discuss the nominees, but twenty nineteen is kind of looking it, it's shaping up to be another great year. It's like you have I mean, next month you have Resident Evil two, Kingdom Hearts three, uh probably Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven sometime next year, probably mm-hmm. Last of Us Two. Metroid. Metroid Prime Four. Like there's just a lot I think Nintendo must have something cooking. Because like this year was relatively quiet for them like they, it's like smash is obviously the big one yeah but like i mean again last year they had zelda and mario kind of bookending mm-hmm. their year it was it was a big year for them because it was switch's first year so i don't know this year doesn't have me as excited again to take nothing away from the games but i don't know like of that list let's let's go down it mm-hmm. i think my obvious my my favorite the horse i've kind of back since january has been celeste like i think that's it's not only a solid 2D platformer, which is my favorite genre, but it's the first 2D platformer, maybe since Braid 10 years ago, where the story has actually been not only good on its own merits, but very well integrated into the gameplay. You know what's crazy, though? Hmm. I I hadn't played it in maybe six months. Yeah. Going back to it, you're like, holy shit, this game is hard. It is hard. I forgot just how hard that game is yeah it might be the hardest game i've beaten in like 10 years it's your it's very difficult yeah like i don't know like just you haven't beaten it yet i haven't beaten it yet and it's it's, difficult i'm one of those people like i've i went i'm going for the tapes too so i'm adding extra challenge well now yeah if you're gonna get all the seasides that game has so much replay value and it's so challenging Mm -hmm. and it's one of the best design games yeah but that's like, that's kind of the stuff I look for in platformers. Though. Oh no, like, it's it's amazing, and it, I, I I really am struggling with my game of the year choice. Yeah, you you read me your list of contenders earlier. And yeah, it's, it's tough. I don't know what my game of the year is as of right now. I I have a list, but I I can change it. Yeah. Um, and then you mentioned Just Shapes and Beats to me. And I was like, fuck. Yeah, because you had to knock I really, off. I really think Tetris Effect knocked it down. If like if Tetris Effect hadn't come out, I probably mm. would be banging the drum for Just Shapes and Beats more. Mm-hmm. But it's also such a minimal game mm-hmm. that it is brilliant, and, it, and I'm glad that we're gonna do some indie game awards that I can I can kind of play. Yeah, on that end, or maybe we have a music category that they can win into. I I have to say it's been. A huge year, not only for indies, but indies on Switch. There are a lot of people in uh-huh. chatty who are talking about how Hollow Knight, technically a 2017 release, yeah, is their, their game, game of the year. Because, and you yeah. know what? Like a lot of people, like just it being on Switch, that was one of the first games on Switch, the first ports that really kind of led the the flood of indie ports that followed. Mm-hmm. No, I and, would say uh, Celeste was. Uh, well, indie ports. Oh, you're right. It wasn't a because Celeste was brand new. That's right. Celeste launched on Switch. Yeah, and like I remember this summer, there were several big releases that came out, but for months and months, Hollow Knight was number one on the eShop. Uh huh. And uh, that game—that's probably the game I've played most this year. Um, and it's just yeah, I think you and I are both—we've just played a lot of great indie games on Switch. Yeah, I mean, I play a lot of Switch. 
Just in general, yeah. Yeah, and I I keep playing Zelda now. You're back on on the Breath of the Wild train. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. just getting shrines. That game has a lot of great replay value too. And and you know, you mentioned a valid point about Celeste. It's one of those games where it's very hard. It's not like riding a bike. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's hard to go back to because it builds on everything you learn. You have to. You you really have to have a rhythm. Yeah. And that's why, like, I look back at it now, and I'm like, fuck. Does it have replay value? Because it's not <sighs> like something I can just pick up and play. It's not like Rocket League where I can go away and come back. It's not yeah. like Tetris. Mm-hmm. So I feel like the replayability, which is such a huge factor in what I choose for game of the year. Same. same. It's like really important. Yeah. And that's why I was like, damn, maybe Celeste isn't my game of the year. Because the game that I keep coming back to right now is Tetris Effect. Like I can't stop playing that game. It's great. It's like one of my favorite games in a really long time yeah (laughs) i I bought it um i was telling you before the show uh, my wife and i did some uh digital shopping over black friday weekend Mm -hmm. cyber monday and even though tetris effect was not on sale like you know you're it's worth 40 bucks it is we picked it up and uh that game that game is like she actually asked me the other night she's like will you just play tetris effect and i'm like why don't you play and she's like i just kind of want to watch that game have you played theater mode yeah she really likes that. I love theater mode. Yeah. That's what we do on Saturday morning. Yeah, you I, and Lola, uh, yeah. you just vent, right? I literally just throw on theater mode, Yeah, get my cup of tea, and this pet Lola while we watch theater mode. Yeah. She loves Tetris Effect. And I also let her have some influence on the vote. Yeah. When I notice that she resonates with the game and like is cool yeah. with it, mm-hmm. the music affects her. Mm-hmm. Like synesthesia is a real thing. Yeah. And I think it affects animals too. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's amazing what Tetris Effect has done. It's like the audio engine in that game, the way that the game interacts with the sound, yeah. the way that sound interacts with gameplay mechanics. Yeah, I've never seen before. No, it it is. Yeah, I think the way I've been describing it is it's it's the first game I've seen where you have. You're kind of creating this symphony mm-hmm. of instruments, where the instruments are the the animations, the background art, the sound, the music, and the gameplay. It's this, it's a harmony that I've never seen in a game before. Which is yeah. why, like the double edged sword of that game is that it doesn't have multiplayer. On the one hand, I think that's mm-hmm. like a little bit of a bummer because multiplayer Tetris is fun. On yeah. the other hand, I genuinely believe that multiplayer would detract from the experience they set out to create. Like. Mm-hmm. If I want multiplayer Tetris, I have almost every other version of the game for that. Yep. This one, there's something really special about just sitting down, whether it's theater mode or just going through the the regular levels and just kind of, it's a very relaxing game. Mm -hmm. Even when the speed cranks, like that's usually when your heart starts racing, blood's pumping. In this, I'm like, I don't even care if I lose. I'm just just in this zen, this elongated zen moment that is... The experience of Tetris Effect, mm-hmm. uh, and I think I think that's really special because I think if you were to do multiplayer, there are those levels like the windmill stage, which is still one of my favorites. Where you know, as every, every action, whether it's moving, rotating, dropping, creates a, like a drum beat or or a trigger of a sound or a trigger of a sound. It and could I, be a bell. It could be anything. Yeah, and I it could feel be like a whale. And the thing, the thing is, what's interesting is it, it could really be a dolphin. It like harmonizes with the music. You actually feel like you are playing a song. Oh yeah, they've like, done it in a way where everything is quanti- uh, quantized. Yeah. So it's like okay, uh, if you're if you're hitting it 
at 30 seconds of yeah. a note, yeah. well, that's how it's going to trigger the sound. And if the, you're hitting it at 64, it's, well, it's going to sound like 64. Yeah. And that's amazing. It is amazing. And the thing is, like, if you had multiplayer, again, the way I describe it is, like, you'd sound like a high school band practicing for the first time. It would just be this cacophony, and it would just be like any other version of Tetris. It wouldn't be special at all. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I very much like that, that uh, the developer set out to create an experience and you don't often get that out of puzzle games no uh how often do you talk about the graphics in a puzzle game yeah oh my god these graphics are fucking amazing in puyo puyo tetris yeah no no one ever talks about the graphics in a puzzle game no these are some of the most stunning graphics i've ever seen yeah and I haven't even tried it in VR yet. It's amazing. That's the next it's step. It's so good that I don't play it because I'm afraid. Yeah. I'm already Tetris addicted. is kind of a drug for you. It is. You and I'm history. Deep, I'm deep in. Yeah. I'm back in. Mm-hmm. This is my game. It's like Tetris Effect, Breath of the Wild. Yeah. And then I play Red Dead because it's like work. I'm like, okay, I need to consider this game for game of the year. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's well made. Yeah. It's flawed in so many ways. And I'm like, I can't. I can't say that this is game of the year. And frequently, I remember when GTA five was up for game of the year. Mm-hmm. It didn't get many votes. No. You know, so I, I, I'm really curious how our staff's going to vote. The Game Awards, I think Spider-Man or Red Dead are going to win. See, the one thing I want to mention is uh, th- that my, my only kind of disappointment, I guess, with their list of nominees for oh, game of the year there she goes. is that I don't think indies are well represented you have celeste but correct me if i'm wrong like red dead spider-man god of war the rest is triple a and i think it was a good year for triple a but indies have put out some fantastic games new and old this year and i and i just don't think that yeah they're being represented well in in the game of the year dead cells is one that's very noticeably missing from that list that game is huge across all platforms too yeah it's a big deal. That's a that's a game. Yeah. That's a game ass game. Yep. That's a very well made game. It is. And it's one that it's in my top five and it could be game of the year for me. Yeah. Like I need to go back. I'm re- the next weekend I'm really gonna go back and play all these games mm-hmm. and be like, is this a game that has replay value? Is this a game that I love? Is it unique? Yeah. Um and like I just I can't sit here and say Assassin's Creed Odyssey or whatever odyssey right yeah it's odyssey this year yeah is any different than origins it's just a new location and they learned some things from breath of the wild from what it sounds like yeah but i just i i don't like the series i also heard more <laughs> more buzz about origins than yeah. i have odyssey now that might be because red dead well well also because origins was the first game after their first break yeah and they're taking another break next year, which I, I think is going to be good that, for that's them. That's a good idea. But this is the game that wasn't with a break. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I'm surprised to see that on the list. I am not surprised to see Monster Hunter World. Oh, now you want back up here? You just, just jumped off. Yeah, and it's what I think it's like the soonest she's ever jumped off. What? She usually waits like an hour and a half. What dupes? You want back up? Get your bobo. Yeah, better get that bobo. There it is. There it is. Okay. Fine. You packed. You ready for your trip up? Did you go on the wee wee pad maybe? Or maybe the office again? No, I closed off. Oh, see? Banned. Banned from the office. Yep. There's another incident. Captain Zork said he wanted less Lola on the podcast. Can you imagine that? Captain Zork, what are you even talking about? Have you ever heard this show? 
Lola is the, she's the third co-host, man. You can't have less of a co-host. Yeah, even uh, though she peed on the carpet. I yeah. didn't even introduce her this week. We just kind of mentioned that we're wrangling her. You? But she peed on the carpet. Yeah. yeah she's not look, she's not even looking at me. Nope, she's like I just put her on the couch. She's not even looking at me. No. Yeah, there's there's some beef here, Lola. Yeah, there's because I had to clean up your pee pee, yeah. and it was on the carpet. Not if you tag the tile, you you know what? And you got yourself banned from the office, Lola. Yep, banned. So from Shack News Intergalactic headquarters. <sighs> now you'll just have to stay in this room with your five beds and all of your toys, <laughs> totally being punished. I feel like the chair pet of the board has gone to her head. She's power. She's just mad with power. I, I think it's just like she's always had this attitude that she's the cute girl and she can get away with everything. But also she is the cute girl and she does get away with everything. I, I know. So I feel like there's a precedent for this. this I get this it. Attitude. I get it. But yeah. like at the same time, I'm like, well. You pushed it, Lola. You flew close to, flew close to the sun and then you peed on it. I know. You so don't pee on the sun. She's banned from the office. No. But yeah, what were we talking about? The we were talking about year. Game of the Year. Uh, the indies that weren't represented. Indies that weren't represented. One that I just showed you, a Minute. Yeah, that game is so cool. I'm gonna buy that. Right? Yeah. That's like a game. I, I, the minute, the minute I played it, I was like, uh, "Yep, this is a excellent game." So for for those who don't know, because I was just introduced to this, mm-hmm. you, it's a game you play a minute at a time, but you carry over progress, yes. right? So yeah. like, you talk to a character, and I love this because you found this character at like the 35 second mark. And the text printed, this game looks like a Game Boy game, first of all. Yeah. And the text printed so slowly. And I felt like this, like, come on, come on. And I bet you that's what they were going for. Oh, it's a turtle. So he talks slowly, moves slowly, everything slowly. slowly. And then you take what you learned in one session and you kind of use it to progress there in the next session. Yep. And I think that's a really damn cool idea yeah like i talked to this bartender or barista and yeah. he was like i'll give you coffee if you kill all these these five uh crabs the first few times i played it i only was able to get uh three crabs and then i found the other two oh. and then i bare you saw i barely made it back to the barista yeah. in time to get my coffee yeah but now that that's gonna be that's a thing that I did. Yeah. So it's like all these little things that you do, and then you can beat the game. So it's become a very big speedrunners game. Yeah. Because uh, it's trying to beat that game as fast as possible. There's mm-hmm. like the route in that game. That seems like like I'm sitting here thinking about it, and to, it almost strikes me as like an evolution of a lot of ideas in a game like Majora's Mask. Where in Majora's Mask, yeah. like you're learning NPCs' schedules so that the next cycle of three days. You can be like, oh, okay, so and so is going to be at the bar at two o'clock, so I'll meet him there, and we'll trade this. And but this is that like on a, a much more pick up and play for a few minutes sort of scale, yeah. which is perfect for Switch. And it's like my kind of game. Yeah, I love games I can pick up and play. I love the games that are easy to easy to play. Yeah, hard to master. Yeah, I like the challenge of the game. I think it's really unique and funny. Mm-hmm. It's got good music and a very unique art style. And yeah, it's made by one person, I think. See, you know, and like, I have to say that, like, as much as I love retro and retro style games, I'm getting a little burnout on the the eight bit slash NES era aesthetic. Uh-huh. What I liked about Minute right away was it felt like. I think Game Boy is four bit, something like that. Yeah. Like it was, it was different enough that I was like, "Oh, this is kind of a cool thing." And they, yeah. he actually made a pretty evocative world, but in black and white, which mm-hmm. takes some skill to pull off. Yep. Because I like as much as I love my Game Boy, I remember half the time was playing and half the time was like trying to get in the right lighting so I could see what was going on. 
And uh, this is a different enough aesthetic that I'm really interested in playing more of it. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, uh, that's moving up my chart. Yeah, rapidly as a, and that that I have, I think four indie games in my top ten, and maybe five. Yeah, you know, so like that's because I elbowed in shapes and beats for you, kind of, and I'm not sure if they'll. Who knows where that will fall? Yeah, like, but I, it's another indie game that there, you're considering. There's Mario Tennis Aces that I didn't include in my top ten. I played the fuck out of that game. I think it's that was one of like the best. your that was your summer love affair. Yeah, I love that game. Yeah, it's still my favorite. Up until Smash comes out, it's my favorite Nintendo release of the year. Mm-hmm. I think Mario Tennis Aces is underrated as fuck. It's mm-hmm. a really good game. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I'll make a push for it for sports game of the year. Mm-hmm. But I think I, I don't know. FIFA's really good. There's other games out there that could win that. I think um, kind of going back to the Video Game Awards nominees, the, the one dark horse for us is Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really popular among a lot of the rest of the staff. Yeah. But neither of us, I've, I haven't played it. I don't think you've played it at all either. No, I'm going to play it this weekend. Yeah. I have to buy it. Mm-hmm. I heard it was on sale a couple of days ago, or maybe that was like there was a one terabyte hard drive bundle. There was a bundle. A sl- with a, a it was plate. a slim with Spider Man for like two hundred bucks or something. I'm not buying another PlayStation. No, you have enough. I of have those. two. Yeah, but I think it was on sale. Maybe it was. Maybe I'm thinking about Black Friday. It, I could have yeah. sworn it was like forty bucks or something. I missed my opportunity. Yeah, and I have to buy that stupid game. It's just the same game. The, as the it's the Dreamcast game, yeah, again, and yeah. that's not a bad thing. No. But it's not that's not my game of the year. I can tell you that right now. I also feel I've like, like watched enough gameplay of it. I've talked to people who reviewed it. Yeah, I don't really feel like I need to play it, but I will. Um, God of War is another game that is low on my list, but still deserves just recognition because mm-hmm. what they did with the camera is very unique. Yeah, and it's beautiful. It's one of the most beautiful games I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. It is. Like, it I'm is. just blown away by its graphics. So, yeah. like, I kind of want to go back and play that, too, uh, more than Red Dead. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if I give it a better shake, or maybe if I go back and just watch some gameplay of the end. Yeah. Because I've heard that the end is kind of really impressive, so mm-hmm. I'd rather just do that than play it. Because uh, I know how it plays. It doesn't really... It feels like a Dark Souls game, dude. It really does. I'm surprised you haven't jumped into it more. Really, it was. I was. This is probably my busiest year ever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, five books, including, um, I guess six, because we. One thing we should talk about later. We have another long read. I published another oh, long yeah. read. Uh, Ascendant, the the fall of Tomb Raider and the rise of of Lara Croft, mm-hmm. and then in October, what happened over the summer is I went from E three to running a Kickstarter to doing final edits on two books for two publishers, to finishing interviews and finishing writing for Beneath the Starless Sky. Yep. I'm I'm still, like, exhausted. Yeah. It takes months <laughs> to recover from that stuff. Uh-huh. And uh, I just didn't have any time. Like, what I, what I tend to... I go back to games a lot, which yeah. is why I'm really big on, like, ports and remasters, because... That's why you're pushing for Hollow Knight a year later. That's why I'm pushing for Hollow Knight a year later, because like, I just got to try it Is that your year. game of the year? It It is. But it's not allowed. But it's not allowed in, like, our official So we should categories. be, like, Switch release of the year. Yeah. Or it could be... Maybe we consider for indie game. No. It's, it's a weird thing, because, like, as much as I love Hollow Knight, and I do... 
if I had played it last year, like it would have been number two because Breath of the Wild was just right? so huge That's for me. That's what I'm saying is that for me, I think I put it number four last year. Yeah. You know, and it, it, I gave it a fair shake on PC and then yeah. I was like, I got to wait for this to be on Switch. Yeah. Now that's on Switch, I don't have any time to play it. Yeah. But I know it's an excellent game. Yeah. You know, it's like one of my favorite Metroidvania type Dark Souls Y side scroller, whatever the fuck that is. That's a, that's it's another a great thing. game. Yeah. It, it is fantastic. It came out last year in my mind. Yeah. Another game that isn't on this list from Jeff Keighley is Forza Horizon 4. Yes. Which is one of the, well, again, one of the most beautiful games I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. It's one of the best racing games I've ever played. Yeah. It's one of the best open world car games ever created. Yeah. So it's like it does a lot. It has a lot of superlatives. Chris Gerard reviewed it, and I, he gave it a 9. I believe he wanted to give it a 10. He. This is the second time in series history yeah. that I've had to Dikembe Mutombo block a 10 out of 10. Uh-huh. Daniel Perez forza horizon 3 really wanted to give it a 10 out of 10 wow i said nope and then chris gerard came back with it Mm -hmm. i'll give it a 10 out of 10 i swatted that i will say this we streamed it for about four hours during extra life Mm -hmm. so much fun yeah ridiculous game uh just great and Mm -hmm. i i was able to point out in that four hours why i didn't feel that it was game of the year to chris Mm -hmm. live on stream so what what were uh what was your reasoning it's just there's some gates to it where it's like the whole the menu system the whole having to sit there and watch your stupid car every time before a race like it's like a showroom yeah yeah i'm like i should be able to skip this there's like things just little things but it's enough where i'm like yeah it's it's not a perfect game. So let me ask you this. I think... If we're not giving Zelda 10 out of 10, we're not giving anything a 10 out of 10. One thing I wanted that's, to ask you, though... That's what happened. Do Sorry. you do you feel like... I, I, so I think before Forza Horizon 4, the other standard bearer for this specific genre, an open-world racing game, was Burnout Paradise. Do you feel like Horizon 4 is better than Burnout Paradise? Which is 10 years old this year. I think that got a remaster Burnout this year, too. Burnout is an arcade racer but paradise was open world but it's still an arcade racer open world okay okay i i That's think an important Bur- distinction burnout paradise is the best arcade open world game okay fair enough forza horizon 4 is the best sim open world racer but horizon isn't as rigidly it, simulation it as, as Forza Motorsport, right? it's definitely more fun but i still view it as sim the okay. way that the cars drive, the way that the actual cars handle on the road, the detail of this weather, this, you know, four different kinds of weather climates. Sure. It's just far more simmy yeah. than burnout. Okay. And burnout's like try to crash into shit and like it gives you points for doing things that aren't good to your car. Yeah. Whereas like Forza's not about that. You're trying to get that perfect lap. What about the fundamentals of open world design though? I don't remember Paradise. It's been a while since I played it, but I don't remember Paradise, for example, being as gated. Horizon is not very gated. I mean, it's just, it's, it's kind of like as you progress through the game, you start to have to go to different places on the map. Mm. Um, okay. No, I think it's very free. Okay. And what I love about it, you don't have to play it. You can just drive around and run over shit for fun. Yeah. And you still get points to progress. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, that is great. I love a game that doesn't make you play it. Yeah, I like that. And that's what Breath of the Wild does really well. 
uh, and Tetris Effect yes. with theater mode. With theater mode, yeah. I don't have to play it. So yeah, like I don't know. There's some games on that list that I, I'm not super. Uh, I'm not like I, I'm not hating on. Like I think mm-hmm. Monster Hunter World, yeah. that's going to be in my top ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, Red Dead is still under consideration. Uh, I just I I think that it, there are flaws in it. Yeah, that make me dislike it, but I'm still playing it. God of War is very good. Uh, I wouldn't be mad if that was our game of the year. It's a very good game. The, I mean, that's an interesting thing. Uh, I can see the staff swinging in a lot of directions. I think that there will be a contingent for Spider-Man, but I also know that as much as Chris Gerard loved Forza Horizon 4, he was also really big on Dead Cells. Yeah, I think Dead Cells is going to be his game of the year. Yeah. I, that's the one where he tried to give it a 10 where I'm like, hmm, he might have been, he was close to right there. Mm-hmm. It's a very good game. Yeah, it um, really is. So if that's our game of the year, I'm not mad either. So there's, yeah, you know, and that's why, that's why I, I do the year of the games though, is that we want to celebrate, celebrate. we yeah. want to celebrate as many games as possible. Just so I'm everything. glad Jeff's doing this tonight. You know, yeah. this is a, it's a cool thing that he does. Yeah. He spends a lot of time on this, and there's going to be some cool announcements. I guarantee Oh yeah, Nintendo has something to show us tonight. Yeah, it's funny because the Video Game Awards is almost like our Super Bowl in more ways than one. We not only mm-hmm. want to see some you know winners, but we also, our commercials are announcements. Yep. You know, there's, I think Nintendo has something planned for tonight, because we are recording this on Thursday the 6th. Yep. Uh, Obsidian is going to be announcing a new game. That's going to be really exciting. Oh man! Always excited to see what I, they have to show. I know what they're announcing. I do too, but we don't want to. We can't. I know. Spoil it. Yeah, I know. I, they've done a really good job with kind of. Uh, and Lola's off the couch. And Lola's, that's two. Mm-hmm. Every time Lola goes off the couch, do a shot. She wants you to throw. Went the Bobo. Yep. Hey, Captain Zork, it's time for your Lola moment. Nope. <laughs> she cannot. Ooh. Oh, she's not barking at you. No. She's about to. Oh, she's getting fired up though. Ready? Oh. Yep. Good she's girl. Off. Yeah. So yeah, that's I don't know. There's a ton of other categories that are being nominated. But, Which other know. ones? Some of them are like veering to stuff we don't really care about. Like I don't, I don't really care about influencers and stuff, but um. Are there any other categories you think are worth and, talking about? Yeah, let me pull up the nominees. Yeah. I wonder if he's doing anything to honor indie games. Because like I said, really, my, my only substantive complaint about his Game of the Year categories is like, while all those games are great, I feel like it's a little disservice that Celeste is the only indie represented there. But I, I don't know. I guess you could make the okay, argument. Okay, so best ongoing game. Is Fortnite a nominee? Yes. Of course. That's probably going to win. Best game direction. But what was that again? That's a weird one. Like, what is a way out? Detroit become human. God of War. Spooderman. Red Dead. Best narrative. Best art direction. What what are the nominees for best narrative? Detroit become human. God of War. Life is strange, which is just one episode, so we're not fucking nominating that. No. Uh, Marvel's Spooderman and Red Dead. Hmm. And then best art direction, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, God of War, Octopath Traveler. Ooh. That's a game we have not mentioned. Yeah, and I feel true. like honestly, I might put that on my list. I might that might be a game I download. 
mm-hmm. and I'm not really a JRPG guy, but the people I know who love Final Fantasy Tactics and, yeah. and like some of those classic JRPG mm-hmm. handheld games mm-hmm. all love Octopath. Yeah. And I love the art style, and I'm happy to see a, a Square yeah. exclusive on Switch. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe come RPG of the year, we talk about that. Yeah. Uh, Red Dead for Art Direction and Return of Oprah Din. That's another game that I think we need to t- we need. There's to play. been a lot of buzz about that the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, best score music presented by Spotify. Hmm. Celeste, very good music. Yeah, excellent. God of War, Spooderman. Nino Kuni 2, Octopath Traveler, and Red Dead. Best Audio Design. I don't understand how Tetris Effect isn't nominated for this, but Call of Duty Black Ops, <laughs> Forza Horizon 4, God of War, Spooderman, Red Dead. Best Performance. I guess these are voice actors and motion cap people. Hmm. Brian Deckchart, Deckert as Connor in Detroit. Christopher Judge as Kratos. Yeah, he was good. Yeah. Uh, Melissanthe Mahout as Cassandra. Roger Clark as Arthur Morgan. Red Dead. <laughs> he could win. He's just the amount of dialogue that he had to say is just yeah, staggering. That's, cr- that's crazy. Uh, Yuri Lowenthal as Peter Parker and Spooderman. Hmm. Games for Impact. 11-11 Memories Retold. Celeste. Florence life is strange the one episode the missing uh best indie game so they are doing best indie game celeste dead cells into the breach return of obra din and the messenger Hmm. best mobile game donut county florence fortnite PUBG. And Reigns, Game of Thrones. That's what Brittany and I were talking about this week. I could see Fortnite taking that. It's become very big on mobile, especially in schools. Oh, I it's guess. it's ridiculous. It's it's Minecraft for this generation, I would say. It's worse. Wow, that's hard to believe. Have you played it? Fortnite? Yeah. Yeah, I played it on Switch. What do you think? I thought it was okay. Would you play it again? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I I just I don't know. I there's so many better mobile games. I hate playing shooters on mobile. But there's oh, a whole yeah. there's a whole generation of kids that think it's okay. Yeah. Best VR AR game, Astrobot, Beat Saber. This is a tough one. Mm-hmm. Fire Firewall Zero Hour, which is okay, but it would probably mm-hmm. make you puke. Moss you know what? You would like Moss. Yeah, I've heard. You would like Moss. Wait a minute. Speaking of this category, though, From Software released a PSVR game this year. Yeah, it got, it is not good. Really? Brittany yeah. crapped on that oh. game in the review. Okay. I think it was a five. Ooh. Yeah, it was bad. Okay. It's a bad game. They should feel bad. Mm. Uh, Tetris Effect, best AR VR game. Notice, not one AR game no- nominated in the best VR AR category. Nope. Because AR is poop. I think Beat Saber wins that. Beat Saber is Tetris for VR. Even though there's a VR Tetris, Beat Saber is Tetris. Beat Saber VR out Tetris, Tetris Tetris? Beat Saber is VR's Tetris. Oh, okay. Hmm. Like, Tetris was for Game Boy. 
Beat Saber is for VR. Okay. Wow. Yeah. That's how strongly I feel about Beat Saber. Is that on PS? That's on PS4? Yeah, it just came out on PSVR. That'd be a fun game for you guys to try. Yeah, I'd I'd try that. Yeah. Do you guys have the move controllers? Yeah, so Amy, the one she ordered, I guess she ordered two because the first one, like she showed it to me, it was the one with Doom VR. And I was like, A, that game is like okay, but also Uh it, it doesn't come with move controllers. So she canceled that and then she ordered one. I think, I think our bundle comes with moss actually yeah yeah because we got one with the wand and yep. does it come with the playstation i mm-hmm. also yeah so we have everything we need and i think it came with two games and i think one of them might be moss you'll like that okay uh best action game cod blobs for dead cells destiny which came out last year that's weird forsaken the, the dlc uh. far cry 5 and Mega Man 11 hmm Best action adventure game, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, God of War, Spooderman, Red Dead, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Hmm. Only nomination for that game, I think. Yeah. Uh, best RPG, Dragon's Quest XI, Monster Hunter World, Nino Kuni 2, Octopath Traveler, Pillars of Eternity 2. Hmm. That is tough, man, because those are all different style RPGs. Yeah. And they're all good. Yeah. That's a very difficult one. That is. Uh Pillars is great. Uh Monster Hunter World would probably be my pick, but Pillars 2 is just a gorgeous looking game though. I it love is. Kind of the island theme. Yeah, it's and like setting. amazing. Yeah. No, they did it. They're they are their artists are some of the best in the world. Yeah. And what they do. Uh but yeah, it's amazing. Best fighting game. I I'm not gonna pick best RPG, but I think Maybe Monster Hunter World out of that list. Hmm. Yeah. Best fighting game: Blaze Blue Cross Battle, Cross Tag Battle, Dragon Ball Fighters, Oof, Soul Calibur Six, Street Fighter Five Arcade. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. What the hell? How do you not put uh, Smash? <laughs> Smash should be in this list. Damn it. It should. But they had to have the awards the day before it released. Best family game, the Nintendo Achievement Award. Yeah. Goes to Mario Tennis Aces, Nintendo Labo, Overcooked 2, Starlink, Battle for Atlas, or Super Mario Party. Mm. I'm going to say Labo. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. Labo's by far the best family thing to come out of video games this year. Yeah. John, you know, John Benjamin, Hammersuit, mm-hmm. our good buddy over at uh, Greenlit, and mm-hmm. he works at Shaq with us. Uh, he got the clock and the house, mm-hmm. or the, the, sorry, the piano and the house. Mm-hmm. Kids still play with it. Really? They treat it as a toy. That's so like cool. his youngest daughter, I think she's like three or four, her friend was over and she like got the, the piano out and they were playing it together. Oh, cool. So it's like they treat it as toys. Yeah. Which is interesting. Yeah. So it's a very Nintendo thing that they did this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, best strategy game, Battletech. Frostpunk, Into the Breach, The Banner Saga 3, or Valkyria Chronicles 4. I'd probably say Into the Breach out of those three. Yeah, agreed. Uh, Frostpunk's good too, though. I hate that they group these two together. Best sports slash racing. Yeah, that's... Those should be separate. Yeah. Best 
so yeah, FIFA 19, Forza Horizon 4, Mario Tennis Aces, NBA 2K19, or Pro Evolution Soccer 2000. Like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. What even is that? Yeah. Forza Horizon's a great game. Give it best racing. Yeah. Mario Tennis Aces is a great sports game. Give it best sports. Done. Best multiplayer game. Cod Blops for Destiny Forsaken, Fortnite, Monster Hunter World, or Sea of Thieves? I hate the idea of expansion slash DLCs being nominated for some of this stuff. Yeah. We did best standalone DLC and best DLC. Yeah. We did awards for those kinds of categories. Yeah, like Destiny 2 Forsaken is an add-on to a game that came out in 2017. Exactly. Best student game. Hmm. I don't know any of these. Combat 2018, Dash, Quasar, Jera, Lif, RE Charge. MIT, UC Santa Cruz, Norway, Spain, France. It's cool. I'm excited mm. for those kids. Yeah. Uh, best debut indie game. Donut County, Florence, Moss, The Messenger, Yoku's Island Express. Hmm. Oh, the eSports Awards. Hmm. <sighs> Best esports game, CS:GO, Dota 2, Fortnite, <laughs> League of Legends, or Overwatch. No. Rocket League not even nominated. Yeah, and Shameful. All, all of these. I guess some of them have to be older games because esports games kind of ebb and they flow. They last forever. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's that's a good thing. Dota 2 is an amazing esport. Yeah. And honestly, Dota 2 had an amazing international. You had like underdogs come from the losers bracket to beat the the favorite. Yeah, that's pretty cool. It was cool. This year was cool for for Dota. I yeah. I, I don't okay. really okay. I, I'm on board with that. I if out of that list, I'll pick Dota, considering that you don't they don't consider Rocket League yeah, a premier esport. That's weird. Also, Rip Quake. Yeah, too little, too late. Best esports player. Presented by Omen by HP. Let's just give it to Sonic Fox. Yeah. Is he nominated? <laughs> yeah. Let's just give it, give it to Sonic Fox, my yeah. man. I'm not... Tokido, uh, Uzi, Simple, J Jonak. But yeah, there's... No. Give it to Sonic Fox. Best esports team. Astralis for CSGO. Cloud9 for LOL. Fnatic for LOL. London Spitfire for Overwatch League, which is abbreviated OWL, even though Overwatch is one word that bothers me. Mm. And then OG for Dota 2. Once again, I'm going to say OG because that was the best. It was like the story of the year yeah. in esports, I think. Yeah. Uh, they came from behind. It, the final. I, I don't even give a shit about Dota at all the rest of the year. But man, that was like some drama. That's it was, cool. It was a really. You can go back and watch yeah, it. Yeah, I want to watch entertaining. that. It's, yeah. it's really worth watching. The final, actually the semifinal, the loser's bracket final. There was a lot of, that was really interesting in, in, in uh, the international this year. Best esports coach. Uh, Reapered, Paracel, Zonic, Dylan Falco. I don't know. I don't know any of those. Best esports event. Wow. There's, this is a lot, Jeff. So you remember last year, though, he would kind of like announce three award winners. That's what he's going to do. Yeah. yeah. Oh, these are not going to be. No. 
uh, I don't know, Ninja's not going to be announcing the best esports no. host. No, no, no. Uh, but esports e- event, I think, is worth uh, giving an award to, I guess. Shaq News, e- Shaq News World Championship, not mentioned. Should be on there. Also, the Great Quake Holia Tournament, not on this list. Uh, E-League Major Boston 2018. Evo, which was fucking outstanding. Mm-hmm. The LOL World Championship. Uh, Overwatch League Grand Finals and the International. Mm. Best esports host is a bunch of guys we've never heard of, David. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think anyone from the Quake scene was nominated, which is a bummer because I think those guys do a good job. Yeah. Uh, esports moment. Yeah, this is weird when you start giving awards to moments. Yeah. And then content creator of the year. Slash, what does that mean? Influencer, basically. Dr. Lupo, Myth. Ninja, Pokimane, and Willie Rex. I know of Ninja. He will win. Yeah. The Ninja Award goes to Ninja. So to Ninja. But the esports moment of the year, the Sonic Fox side switch against Goji, Goichi. Uh, did you see that? I think I did see that. That was pretty fucking hype. Yeah. But also OG's massive upset of LGD in Dota. That's a tough one to beat. The idea of giving moments awards is fucking insane to me. Yeah, that is. But that's those. That's everything. Huh. That's what we have to look forward to tonight. But yeah, I, I don't think Celeste is going to take it, man. Not based on how these judges are. I think they're going to pick the safe bet. Which, which is, you think that's Red Dead? I do. Or God of War. God of War, I read somewhere that has like the most nominations of any game. Yeah, I think God of War might win. Yeah, that's my guess. I just think that the games media tends to shift to it towards a Sony bias. Really? Yeah, I do. I think there's a Sony bias in the games media. Hmm. I'm gonna throw that out there. <laughs> like, there's, there's, maybe it's just this gen, but I think in general, you look at uh, podcast Beyond on IGN, mm-hmm. and like, P.S. I love you. You know, like they just, Greg and those guys gravitated towards PlayStation. Yeah. And like Greg this year is doing the kind of funny games showcase two oh, days yeah. after the game awards. Yeah. Cause there's no PSX and he wanted to do something. And I'm like, this is all like, yeah, you're doing this, but I don't know. I just feel like there's a little bit of a, like last year, Horizon Zero Dawn. I think it got more votes than it would have if it was an Xbox title. Hmm. Yeah. And I think I, God I of War. I think you're seeing the opposite with Sea of Thieves. I think Sea of Thieves is getting less votes because it's an Xbox game. Yeah. You know? Mm. That game on Switch? Forget about it. Yeah. Game of the year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, I think I think you could make that argument for this generation. Yeah. I, so, I think so. I think that there is uh, console partisanship. In, in the Game of Year awards. Do you think there was an Xbox 360 bias last yes. generation? Yes. I can agree with that. Yeah. Um, so when I'm saying that, I'm saying that as of right now. Yeah. Yeah. It. I feel that there is a bias towards PlayStation games. Even within our own staff. Trying, like, our Shaq chat this week was your Smash main. Mm-hmm. It was like pulling teeth. 
Yeah, it really was. I was like, you guys don't fucking, you don't know if you like fucking Sonic? Yeah. Or fucking Pac-Man or Mario or Luigi or fucking Game & Watch? Like, there's plenty of options. Yeah. The Duck Hunt guy is in this game. Yeah, Snake is back. Snake's in this game. It's like everyone you've ever loved in video games is in this game. Yeah. You can't pick one. Ryu, Ken and Ryu are in there. I think uh, Chris picked Ken Masters. Yeah, that's right. He did. I was watching some footage Ozzy uploaded of. Uh, do you play Kid Icarus or did you play Uprising? I didn't. I haven't played Uprising. That was the 3DS one, right? Yeah. No, I haven't played it. Um, Palatina is like in that game. She's like the. I don't know. He's an angel, so I don't know what she is like a muse or something. Mm-hmm. Um, she is like a guide in Smash. Like hmm. Sakurai's totally tipping his cap. Like. His next game is a Kid Icarus game for for Switch. That'd be great. His next game is a Kid Icarus game for Switch. I'm calling that right now. Because mm-hmm. uh, she's like, it, she will explain every character in Smash. Oh, cool. Yeah. So Ozzy captured this. It's on our YouTube where you can watch her explain every character. And she like gossips about them. She's like, talks about who Ken's married to and how Guile's married to his really yeah like all this backstory that's kind of cool but it's done through this voice acting that's pit from uprising yeah and he's (laughs) like he makes that you know the well excuse me princess link he makes him seem like a good voice actor oh wow yeah so i was like oh god i'm like oh no pit why it's like I told Ozzy last night. I was I was editing like all these videos until mm. four in the morning. I was like, I kind of want to strangle Pit right now because oh, he's like. But it was so funny because he he was talking about uh, Villager mm-hmm. from Animal, was it? Crossing? Animal Crossing, right? Yeah. And he's like, so wait. He started talking about the Smash Ultimate timeline. He like asked he asked Palatina a question about it. She's like, "Don't worry about that. You're gonna hurt your head if you start thinking too much about that." <laughs> That's great. Because he's like, "But this guy's from like twenty thousand years in the future." Yeah. And she's like, "Yeah, it's complicated." Yeah. <laughs> you know? I, I remember the opening to the original Smash Brothers was just a bunch of toys coming to life. Yeah, and that's what it's still about. Yeah, you know, the world of light. Yeah. Kirby survived. Soul survivor. Uh, he's Neo. He's Luke Skywalker. Yeah. He's uh, John Wick. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And he's going to save the world. That is such a nod to Satoru Iwata yeah. and HAL Laboratories, right? That is like a total tip of their cap right. to their fallen leader. Yeah. Who coded the original Smash. Yeah. You know, like he had worked on this game. This was his baby. Mm-hmm. This was his idea. Yep. You know, this is a this is I I love seeing that. Yeah. That like that one star falling down. I was like, "Oh my god, the the opening for World of Light people. I just want a show. I want a Super Smash Brothers show." Yeah, that'd be cool. Like cuz you know, I was on Netflix huge. the other day. Yeah. I told you I I've been watching a lot of Good Place. Mm-hmm. I started watching Cheers and just assuming that Ted Danson is Michael. Yeah. Very entertaining show once you do that. Mm-hmm. You're like, Michael was just down there acting, you know, like a bartender the whole time. Yeah. No, but it's Cheers, Cheers is great. Cheers is my favorite show of all time. It is. It's, it's so good. Fantastic. I watched this episode, I think it was like season one, episode eight or nine. 
Harry Anderson. Oh, yeah. Harry the Hat. Yeah, he yeah. came in because there was this other gambler that was taking all coaches' money. Oh, I love the ending. Yeah. Oh, it's great. It has my favorite Sam come on to. It's like a high-stakes game, and Diane's like, what are the stakes? And Sam's like, if I win, I get to sleep with you. What if I win? You get to sleep with me. Yep. <laughs> yep. It was That's so classic, good. dude. That that whole episode was yeah. great. Uh, so, yeah, I just watched that this weekend. Season one of Cheers is some of the best television ever. Th- that's also the episode, my favorite episode of all time. We're going on a Cheers tangent mm-hmm. real quick. Yes, yeah, fine. Is uh, where <laughs> Sam, you know, he's an alcoholic. Yeah. And he gives up his lucky cap to another ball player. Have you seen this one yet? Yeah. Another ball player. Oh, no, I've seen all of Cheers. I'm so, just rewatching just, it. Just rewatching it. Yeah, I just love going back to it. And. Like, it's a good palate cleanser. It is. It is. And it's Diane's really- like rooting for him. And so finally he gets his mojo back because he does that slide. He slides the glass along the bar. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Then there's an episode where like Sam is under pressure from regulars, including Norm, to kick the gay patrons out of the bar. But he won't do it. It was it was very yep. ahead of its time. Oh, for sure. No, I, I love that show. But yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's just funny because I was like coming back to that. But yeah, there. I cannot wait for this fucking game to come out like yeah the game awards are happening and we got to cover that i am way more interested in what happens in fucking smash tonight yeah and then yeah staff battles starting next week Mm -hmm. greg's out of town this weekend but yeah we're gonna start if you want to join you're more than welcome to come and then i'm also going to bring back the amiibo training academy oh that's right that was your one of your big events in smash 4 yeah so you I have my amiibo up there ready to go. Mm-hmm. I have more. So now, now you have three links. You chose. Did you choose Breath of the Wild Link? Yeah, he's my. He's my Link is my main. And since this time around, mm-hmm. he's Breath of the Wild Link. He's. The oh first no, there's three play. links. There's Toon Link. There's Link, and there's Breath of the Wild Link. Oh, so wait. Sometimes Kid Link and Toon Link are two different characters, right? Yes. I feel like that was the case in either case in either Brawl or Four. Oh, man, are there four links? That's the thing. Like, I, I, there's Hero of Time link, right? And then Breath of the Wild link. Hero uh-huh. of Time link was is my usual main. Okay, yeah. So that was. It depended on the game, but he was my main. Yeah. Uh, in the great CES battle of 2007, where I lost to John Wong, uh, I was Kirby. Oh, really? He was Ganondorf. Okay, I know Ganondorf hits harder, but Kirby. I have a friend who always plays Kirby, and man, it's so hard to knock him out. His recovery is amazing. Can, yeah, he can fly back. His recovery is amazing. Yeah, he's one of my favorite players. Now, so so Link for me, the way I described it in this week's um, Shack Chat was that like Link is kind of like the Ken and Ryu for me. Mm-hmm. He's solid. He's always there. Yep. But in Brawl, my favorite guy was Snake, mm-hmm. and in Four, it was Little Mac. So I'll probably be playing those, but like Little Mac's recovery is virtually non-existent. Yeah, he's rough. Link is just, I think he's very solid all around. I know you like Metroid. Yes. What about Ridley? I want to try Ridley. I think he's interesting because I know someone played as him at E3. You and Ozzy and I, but you did. What did you think of Ridley? Interesting. Super powerful. Yeah. And I just think that the big guys are going to be, I talked about this on an earlier podcast I think the big guys are going to be the the. There's going to be a shift towards them. Well, and King K. Rule is yeah. is selected. That's what Ozzy's saying. It's going to be his main. Uh, so yeah, I, I think it's going to be interesting. Uh, some maybe some more traditional mains are going to be weaker than expected. And I, I can't wait to see Bayonetta. Hopefully, oh yeah, and the, but also like 
Fox and it, what I'm interested in is is this game gonna skew towards melee or is it gonna skew towards four in its pace and how will that affect the esports because this is a game that is now coming to evo next year yeah and evo had melee and evo had four so which of these pros will adapt to ultimate better is something that i can't wait to see play out you know what i bet that ultimate will kind of knock out four because melee is just never going to go away yeah it shouldn't so i think that it uh i think it tournaments you'll see melee and ultimate so you think the the players who are playing melee will stay in melee yeah but the four players are gonna have to move to ultimate yeah i think nintendo has kind of embraced that mm-hmm. like this really is this is i i kind of view smash ultimate as like the mortal Kombat trilogy of smash it's everybody everybody's yeah. there yeah i agree and a lot of them play like they have in their past games but i think that the shift will be towards four since that's the newer of the games and because they know that like Melee's fan base has been around for coming up on 18 years, they're just not going anywhere. Yeah. You know? And it still did like, I think it was over a hundred thousand viewers on yeah. their live stream. So it's, it's got a fan base. There, too. So I guess like there would be no reason for Nintendo to try to supplant Melee. Whereas mm-hmm. like, if you look at it, they're trying to supplant Wii U. Like they've had, but you know, with esports, it's all about where the money is. So are they going to put money towards, ultimate in a way that players will be driven to join that game. yes yes that's what i think but you'll have the may the melee diehards are, aren't going anywhere yeah i don't think so but uh the it's guy evergreen i think armada he won uh at evo and then he won again i think he placed or something did very well in the tournament said he might be done because really? these guys they retire in their early 20s you know they're just out uh so it's it's interesting to see where this will go from here. Well, here's the thing. I think there are a lot of signs. Like on Wii U and now on Switch, Nintendo has gone to the expense of of uh, manufacturing GameCube style controllers because mm-hmm. they know that like Melee was the game. It's kind of the Street Fighter two of the franchise. Yeah. You even see like I think maybe the only two evergreen fighting games are Super Street Fighter two Turbo and Smash Melee. Mm-hmm. They're just not going anywhere. Also, I think it behooves Nintendo to like as much as I love the Wii U, you can tell that they're kind of moving on from that. Like they're they're porting more Wii U games over. Smash Ultimate is really like an iteration of Smash 4. It's never going to make the jump, so here's Smash 5. But they are making a lot of changes to uh how the shield mechanic works, how mm-hmm. the dodge roll works. Like it's a different game and it's 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 polished. It took it's like they took everything they threw every character in, mm-hmm. which meant they had to readdress all of the balancing. Yeah. And then they changed the some of the core mechanic mm-hmm. where it's gonna be it's gonna be faster paced than four. Four was the slowest paced smash out of all of them. Yeah. Because of how blocking worked. And that because of just the characters that uh ended up being the the go tos. Mm-hmm. Diddy, uh Bayonetta. They were, you know, a princess, you know, like they were all super easy to recover with. Mm -hmm. And that led to these like ridiculous matches where I've seen guys recover from underneath the stage and then back up with Bayonetta. Snake also has an advantage there. He was my main in Brawl. Mm -hmm. Well, I guess second to Link because like Link is always there and he always plays the same. But like Snake has really good recovery too. So I'm kind of interested to see how he's going to like what tier he'll fall into in in ultimate as the pros kind of 
you know call the the best of the best out yeah no so i'm i'm interested in in playing this i'm happy that it has a very deep single player people were saying that it gets repetitive but i'm okay with that as long as i'm getting more characters unlocked yeah and the campaign like i like like subspace emissary was cool uh, that's i couldn't think of it that was brawl yeah. right yeah yeah i liked that here's the thing i play single player games not only for the story but so that i have like some objective to work toward mm -hmm. some framework and uh as long as ultimate like has that I'll, i would play that before i would just battle the ai and like tournaments or whatever absolutely you know? like, i i foresee myself playing a lot of smash like a lot um i did pull it out and play it on my wii u gamepad mm -hmm. a few weeks ago and i also am playing f-zero x almost every day mm -hmm. uh, i have gotten back into death race I was like three seconds away from setting a record on my Wii U the other day. Wow. It was like two minutes, and my record on there is like a minute 57. Oh, man. So killing 29 other racers in a death race in a minute 57. That's pretty good. Best I ever did was like sub 60 seconds, and I think the world record's like 46. Mm -hmm. But I'm I'm back on that horse, too. That's awesome. But yeah, I'm playing my Wii U every day. I like I have it over there, and I'm like, you That's... know what? I never unplugged that shit. Yeah. That is a uh, mine's good, still hooked up too. It's a good system, mm -hmm. underrated system, and, you know, and then Smash Four was underrated on that system. You know what I love about the Wii U, and I think you you indicated you might have this setup. I don't have the Wii U hooked up to HDMI because I can just play on my yeah. gamepad. Oh, I'm not playing it's, it on TV. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, yeah. I just play it on the gamepad. Mm -hmm. Oh no, I never. That's why I, I, it's not plugged into my TV. I'm not playing it on that big ass TV. In no, there. no, no, no. Who cares? But I, what I love about it, like, I still have a lot of my virtual console games up there. So, like, exactly. when I, I want to play Donkey Kong Country 2 or Mario World, I just, like, sit down with my Wii U gamepad, mm -hmm. and I'm good to go. That's why it's been it's become my F-Zero X device. Yeah. They released that on eShop a week before Switch came out. I know. It was cruel. Yeah. She's now snoring. She's out. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's... That I'm back on that horse too, mm -hmm. and I, I love that game, and it's excellent. And I wish there was a new F Zero announced tonight. Yeah, like that Captain Falcon guy deserves his own game, don't you think? Uh, what was his name? Captain Zork tweeted that at me, and I was just like, "Oh, did he?" I posted a "Get the fuck out" <laughs> gif. Yeah, because you know, I'm gonna be just more crotchety on Twitter than I even was. And yeah, like I said at the beginning of the show, if you want to get Lola pictures, you got to come to the chatty. Yep. You're not going to get them on Twitter anymore. Mm -mm. Go to my YouTube too. Yeah. Like, follow, and subscribe. I have like a couple of videos on there that have like 40,000 views because I, uh, I caught this like lady on CNBC saying something by accident. What was it? Can She's like, I'll it? gladly go down under with you uh, to this other guy. Yeah. And like everyone on this, everyone got all awkward. Yeah. So I was just like awkward, whatever thing with Amanda Drury. Yeah, that got like forty thousand views, and then like my twit, my uh, Tesla test drive of the Model S. Ah, it had like over ten thousand views, but everything else is like five views. So, so what's your channel name? Productive Citizen. Productive Citizen. I just didn't know if it was that word. or Army of Techno. No, it's just one word. Okay. Productive Citizen. Okay. Uh, yeah. So if you want to find Lola videos, that's going to be the place to go. And then obviously I have a thread every day called the brief dump on right. the chatty, mm -hmm. and that's going to be my free speech zone. And you can come in there; it's, the water's fine. Mm -hmm. I had sub thread 
uh, red. I think it was red subthread redemption Mm -hmm. was the subthread today. I like that. I like that. Uh, And I, I I capture video on my PS4 of things that happen in that game that I think are weird. Mm -hmm. And there was this talk. uh, There's some really good dialogue in that game. Mm -hmm. You know, like Rockstar games have great dialogue. So it's like, I really think it will end up in my top ten. Really? Maybe. You don't seem very happy with it as a game, though. No, but it's like a good... There's a there's good in it. Yeah. There's good in it. This seems like your Witcher 3, where like the yes. thing you don't like about it is the game yes. part. Yes. But you like a lot of the other stuff. This is very much my Witcher 3. Yeah. Because I didn't think Witcher 3 was game of the year that year. I was nah. singing about Mario, Mario Maker. Ma- Mario Maker. All the way. And I had... People telling me Mario Maker was an app, not a game. No. I mean, fuck, fuck. Who's fucking A? That is the most reductive statement I've ever heard. Yeah, talk All to the cartridge shit, fam. All games are apps. Talk to the cartridge fam about that. Hot damn. That was a terrible take. Wow. It was such. It was one of those takes where you have to throw your phone out the window when you hear it. <laughs> out the window. Yeah. But no, like, and you know what? That person never beat Briefcase Level 5. <sighs> that no person, one has. I haven't. You know what? Damn it. Oh, there's something else. I st- I want to beat Breath of the Wild. You should probably do that. You said you were going to before the yeah. end of the year. Yeah, no, no. I want to beat it on a stream. Oh, though. that's right. That's right. Yeah. I should. I also want to try Briefcase Level Five. I got really far. I got, I feel like I got three quarters of the way through that. You got to the spikes. Yeah. With the fire. Mm-hmm. That's then, at least three quarters, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's almost Dark Souls time after that. Yep. There's a Dark Souls moment there. I see. That's it was made for me then. Yeah, it that is some of the hardest platforming I could think of, and I hate that level, and I never want to play it again. I imagine that was a bitch to get submitted. It took me, what was it? I was working on it for like two and a half months to make the level, and then it took me two weeks to beat it. Yeah. And I didn't change it. I just, I, I knew I could beat it. Mm-hmm. It's just so much luck is required. Yeah. There is an element of randomness to some of the wall jumps. Uh, cause there's a, uh, there's chain chomps. Yeah. There's a part with chain chomps where you have to wall jump and there's a hammer brother. Oh yeah. I think I know that part. Yeah. That's that, that is by far the hardest part. Uh, I love watching Skankor's video of it though. Cause I'm like, that's just the thing of beauty. And it's a super expert level. I think it's like 0.27% of people have beaten it. Do you think we get a new Mario Maker next year? I don't think they're going to port it. I think no. we're going to get like a Mario Maker 2. Nope, they're just going to do Super Zelda Maker. I, I mean, I'd, I'd be on board with that. Yeah. I honestly want, like in January, we're getting, what is it? New Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe. I actually have their business card right here. It's a level head. Level Head is a Mario Maker like by this game company, Butterscotch Shenanigans. It's oh. coming out next year. Switch? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They but were like, at the Nindies event at PAX. Here's the thing. I want a new 2D Mario game made by Nintendo. Well, you got the new Super Mario Bros. U. No, I want a new one. That's all you get. I mean, I'll play it. I'm going to get it. I'm not getting that. I'm good. The, that was a good game. The problem was it was the fourth new Super Mario yeah, game. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah. I'm done with that. I've been there, done that. I played it on... I, Mario Maker is it. That's it. That's where I go now. That's my place. You know what, though? That's where I belong. This is a whole separate conversation. That's where I belong. Mario Maker. 
that Mario Maker consists of either super expert levels, which have their place, or super dumb dumb levels where then you just make get your on own a pl- level. That's perfect. No, I'm, that's but the see, point I'm of not. It. I am not Nintendo's designers. I want them in there doing what they do better than anyone else in the world. They did many times. I want another one. What if what if after Super Mario 3, Nintendo was just like, ah, we're good. We never would have gotten Super Mario World. Yeah, but that was it. I mean, you do have a point there. <laughs> like, they haven't topped themselves since, like, 1990. That's Shit. it. Awesome. Enough with your logic. That was it. I don't want to hear it. any more of they your logic. It. it was like, here's the perfect Mario platformer in 1990-whatever, and that was it. We were done. The advent of Yoshi was here. It was it. That was the perfect game. They didn't have to do it ever again. And then they tried with uh, the new Mario Bros. games. And they just did. Co-op Mario's cool. Co-op side-scrolling Mario, that was a big deal when they launched. But that, enough. I'm done. No. I'm over it. I don't want any more of that. Although, like, I should go back and play the Kirby game that came out this year. They have a side-scroller for that. Yeah, I'd play that. I would play that. It came you, out this year. Are you telling me? I can't move on. Are you telling me <laughs> that if Nintendo announced a brand new 2D Mario, <laughs> you would be like, nah? No, I'll get it. Yeah, okay. But if if it's just another new Super Mario, no, Bros. I don't. I don't want any more new Super Mario. I think that franchise should be done. That needs to die. So, I would prefer another 3D Mario game. Oh, I can't. I'm done with that. I've been done since Mario 64. I like 3D Mario games. I like Odyssey them too. Is, Odyssey is so much 3D Mario. Come on, I no, can't take it. They scratch different itches though. But you have Celeste and you have like all these other great indie games that are doing this stuff that's even more innovative than maybe a Mario game no, ever You know was. what? You're right. But see what Nintendo does in Mario game games is the best. Like I love Mario, I love two D Mario games. I love how they feel. I love the flow. I love the rhythm. I love that. It's not better or worse than like Celeste or Super yeah, Meat Boy. Sure. I love all those games. But like, there's something that like, like Mario games are not Celeste, and Celeste is not a Mario game. No, you know I what understand. I mean? Like, it's I like it. Souls like. Like no. I, I've played Souls like, but they're still not Souls games by Miyazaki. Oh no, I know. But except for Dark Souls two, which was not by Who's Miyazaki, but was the it? best. Uh, Miyamoto's done. Miyamoto. He gave us Mario Maker. He said, "You know what? You do it." Miyamoto I'm is done. He's a micromanager. He would be. He would be like a producer or something. He would oversee it. He's like, "I'm done. You kids have fun with this tool I made." I think it's more likely we're gonna get a new Mario Maker than a new side-scrolling Mario game. Yeah. Okay. I. I think that's more likely. I don't I, think they're done I, though. I will welcome that. I think they're done. I think they're taking. I think. I think Yoshi. Yeah, is the property that they continue to make side-scrolling Mario games in. I think Mario, you know, the minis, mm. Mario and Luigi, yeah, Mario versus Donkey Kong. Like, there's other areas where they can do side-scrolling Mario stuff. Paper Mario or Mario R- Super Mario RPG, or, you know, Mario Superstar, whatever the hell that thing was called. Um, there's other 2D Mario avenues. Do you know why they will make a new 2D Mario game? Money? Yeah. Those things yeah. sell like crazy. Yeah. New Super Mario Brothers on Wii, which is actually, I think, the best 2D Mario platformer that's not Super Mario World. Yeah, that's good. Uh, I liked it. 
That was when I liked those games. Yeah. And then they sold it to me three more times, and I was like, I'm good. Yeah. I don't need this coin rush bullshit on my 3DS. I'm good. I've bought this game three times. That, I don't want a fourth one. That's the main problem. The main problem is, like, if you look at, like, Super Mario 1 to 2 USA to 3, they carry over fundamentals, but they, like, you get new art assets, you get new yeah, music. Sure. The problem with new Super Mario Brothers is they really recycled, like, the same assets four times. Exactly. And then they put them in Super Mario Run. Same assets. Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. Like I'm like, okay, I'm done with this. I'm done with new Super Mario Brothers. But I don't know. Wait, hear me out. New, new Super Mario Brothers. Boom. That's the next franchise. Or just Super Mario Bros. That's. I mean, that was what they could do. Everyone else is just rebooting franchises with the name of the what first game. What if they game. did just Super Mario Bros? Fine, cool. And it was like 1-1... One, one, and all those levels all over again, and you could just play that. Uh, uh, mm. See, now you put me in a different... Like, I might have to buy it on principle, but my gut instinct is a hard pass. Right? Because as much as I love that game... You played it. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I've played it, but it, it's also, like, objectively nowhere near... Like, I've played Mario 3 Mario World, but I'll replay those. Yeah. I don't replay Mario 1 unless I just want to speedrun it. Yeah. I actually want to do that next year for an esport event yeah is have mario speed running be part of it you should I like a mario olympics or something we need nintendo olympics like you could do you could do like a, a race in mario one you could do have people race to death mountain in breath of the wild yeah like get to the top of death mountain yeah like equip them yeah start them out with equipped yeah so so they have their shit yeah but me like go yeah get to get to that let's see your path see if people get creative with it yeah you know and you'll have Rivali's Gale and everything else that you, yeah you know you can you can get there mm -hmm. that would be interesting yeah, yeah I've, I've been thinking about ever since we did those uh the head-to-head -head single player games yeah the quick holio tournament i've been just really interested in what else we could do there tetris effect lends itself to, to oh a race yes, too. yes 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 yeah. yes uh and yeah, you know, boss battles would be fun there. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I don't know, but no, give me an F zero. Quit talking about side-scrolling Mario games. You do have uh, more want in your heart for the game you've been wanting than than I do. For Come on, it's ridiculous. I, I'll give you that. It's ridiculous. I'll give you that. We've only sold hundreds of millions of Mario games. Let's make another one. No. Meanwhile, there's this franchise that you keep trolling me with yeah. by using their music yeah. in these fighting games. Remember the F Zero games? See, here's the thing. You tell me there's they don't need any more 2D Mario because they have Mario Maker. I will tell you, sir. They don't need F-Zero because they've got F-Zero levels in Mario Kart. <gasps> Mic drop. And see, I'm wrong and you're wrong. No, you're wrong. Blue shells. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying, though. You're saying, like, the fundamentals are not there. You know what's not an eSport? What? Mario Kart. That's true. <laughs> that's true. You know what has zero eSports appeal? Yeah. Mario Kart. Because if you were to turn off items, that game would be boring. I'll that give game you that. is boring. I love Mario Kart. It's the... It's cheats. The it, game cheats. It and is that, not that, as like it's not as pure as F Zero. I'll give you that. And yes, there is rubber band AI. Even without the weapons, there's rubber band AI. Yeah. That's not if that's not esports ready. It's I like racing saying. ghosts. That movie be kind of fun. Mm. Nah. <laughs> You're not so, yeah, having it. I'm not. I'm. I'm over. Like, 
so many Mario games. Like, just give me an F-Zero. You're right. Give me a Ice Climbers. Give me something new. Why not both? Ice Climbers crosses with F-Zero? Yeah. No. I w- or give me a side-scrolling brawler with Captain Falcon. There you go. Like, final fight. Can you get, like, speed power-ups and stuff? Yeah, like a final fight in the F-Zero universe. I would rock his pink and so white outfit that would be the ultimate troll for me. It's like, oh. we made an F-Zero game, but it's a brawler. Yeah. And you're like, fuck. Yeah. Uh, it, would, see, it, they would get you with that. You'd I, buy it too. I, I'd buy it day one. Yeah, I'd review too. it for Shack News. Yeah. But yeah, no, that's not. Please don't do that, Nintendo. Please no, give me a real racing that. game. Switch is the perfect system for F Zero to come back on. It is. It, it deserves is. it. The last two systems were not deserving of this. We? No. Actually, it was a fucking GameCube. Yeah. Well, the GameCube F Zero was great. Yeah, I just put that into my my Wii. That's what I did. Oh yeah. Took out my memory card, put it in my Wii. My Wii played as many GameCube games as it did Wii games. Mine did too, honestly. It was a great GameCube. Yeah. It was a game rectangle. The weird thing was like I I turned to my Wii for ports of games that I thought were better on Wii cuz of motion controls. Like I really liked Resident Evil 4 on Wii cuz it was the first time I'd been able to like point and shoot. But yeah, like it's, you know, there weren't a lot of great new games for whatever core gamers whatever you call them yeah but uh what else is happening like reviews have kind of slowed down because it's december Mm -hmm. (sighs) news is kind of slow we're gonna get a ton of news tonight yeah yeah uh fallout continues to be a disaster the fallout from fallout 76 just a complete shit show yeah um oh and yeah the uh stock market's crashing yes again uh, the I want the backstory. So the CFO of Huawei was arrested Saturday, right around the time that the president was meeting with the president of China. President Trump was meeting with the president of China about trade. Mm-hmm. Very weird. We just found out about this arrest yesterday, so Wednesday. Wow. The stock market was closed Wednesday because uh, because. President Trump, or not President Trump, President Bush had passed away. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I didn't realize we do this, but apparently we have holidays on the stock market and the banking system when a president dies, when oh. we have a presidential funeral. It's like a government thing. Huh. Uh, so yeah, we had stock traders had the day off yesterday, but the futures market opened at 6 p.m. when it had a chance to react to this Hawaii, this Huawei news. It was a gap down in the futures market. It sold off. There's a rumor that a hedge fund blew up over the overnight. Like uh, they had to liquidate everything. Wow. Uh, so that was one rumor. Uh, but yeah, it appears that the uncertainty regarding this CFO of a Chinese company being arrested in Canada and now extradited to the U.S. People think that that's causing concern. I think it's this ongoing trade war. Uh, President Trump is threatening 25% tariffs on $200 billion of, uh, you know, things being imported here from China. Uh, so there's a lot of cross currents, but I looked at it and like, we're down something like 1200 points in two days in the Dow Jones. And I, I decided to buy some stocks today, or at least not necessarily buy stocks, but put on bullish positions. So we've talked about it before where I short thing I 
buy put options on ETFs that are designed to short the market. Mm -hmm. So I bet on people who are betting on the market going down, I bet on them losing money. And I've had some success doing that, being kind of optimistic, being opportunistic when there are these panics and uh, kind of trading the volatility that way. So I did that. And I've traded Apple call options the past week. I think Apple down here at 170 is a buy. It was $230 earlier this year. It's now 170 It trades at 10 times its earnings uh, when you back out their cash, which is ridiculous. They have like $200 billion or $100 billion net cash. So when you, when you take cash out of the consideration of what they're being valued at, they trade at like half the valuation of most companies. And I understand why like Clorox trades at like 30 times earnings and Apple trades at 10. Right. So I feel like Apple is undervalued here. If you're patient, you're going to get a good price if you buy it here. I think downside on it's like 155 and upside is like over 200. So it's just, it's very simple. Like the downside is less in my opinion than the potential upside. So I think it's interesting here. Mm-hmm. So I bought some options expressing that today. Um, and then, yeah, like uh, I like a lot of tech companies. So I'm not trading the S&P 500. I'm trading the Qs. They're called, it's called the QQQ. It's called the NASDAQ 100. Mm-hmm. Microsoft's in it. The, the largest companies in the world are all in it, right? So you have Microsoft, Google, Tesla, Apple. Amazon. NVIDIA, Amazon. They're all part of the queues, and they actually comprise a large part of it. So it's like expressing a bullish opinion on all of those mm-hmm. at once. So, yeah, I, I like to trade the queues. I'm also short volatility right now through another one of these bullshit ETFs that I use. Until these companies go bankrupt and these instruments go away, mm-hmm. I'm going to use them. Yeah. But I'm going to be opportunistic about it. And I, I could be out of these trades by tomorrow, mm-hmm. you know, because it's a, you have to be really fucking fast mm-hmm. or else you will get killed. But I they're, they're designed to go down in value. So betting on them going down has been a good bet mm-hmm. in the long run. So I don't know. I don't think that I think Donald Trump is uh, is volatility incarnate, but I also think he's about to be impeached. Uh, based on what's going on with the Flynn cooperation, that memo that just came out. Uh, so I think that there's like a lot of cross currents. It's like, it's a question of, will Donald Trump be impeached before the tariffs go into effect? So I wanted to ask you two questions related to this. First is about Donald Trump. Um, you said earlier that he, he told some sort of lie yeah. that affected the market. And I wanted you to kind of break that down for people. Sure. Okay. So. Like I said, the day that this lady was arrested, the Chinese and U.S. governments met in uh, Buenos Aires, Argentina at the G20. Mm -hmm. They had a dinner where they were talking about trade. Donald Trump on Sunday and Monday tweeted about these deals that he apparently had brokered with the Chinese, Mm -hmm. one of which being an elimination of the 40% tariff on foreign-made automobiles in China. Then the White House the next day came out and said that's not actually anything. So he just straight up lied about a deal. Now, they're still negotiating these deals. We don't have any deals. Uh, so that was one thing. Another thing that he claimed was that China would buy a trillion dollars worth of agricultural commodities. 
soy, all sorts of stuff. Mm-hmm. China never commented on it. The White House never commented on it. Just something he pulled out of thin air. So those are two things that on Sunday and Monday, going into the the beginning of the week, the stock market was up thinking, oh, well, look at all these awesome things President Trump did. By the end of Monday, we had learned, nah, none of this is confirmed. Mm-hmm. And then Tuesday, you had White House officials straight up contradicting the president. Now we have this. So you had a sell-off on on Tuesday, about 700 points in the Dow Jones. Now you have this, this Huawei arrest that finally comes to light. And that's just taking whatever confidence was left in this market and pulling the rug out from under him. So as a trader, how does someone like you, how do you react to to anything Trump says? Like, how can you kind of protect the market and people's money from this guy who just kind of shoots at the hip? I have cash on hand. I have in my in my company's portfolio, it's about... F- 20% cash. Mm-hmm. So I have cash that when something stupid happens, I can either buy puts on Facebook and short Facebook. I, I shorted Facebook on Tuesday mm-hmm. with put options, day trading that. So the market's going down. At least I'm making some money off of something going down. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's one way to mitigate it. But yeah, there's no, he's unpredictable. Like I said, he's volatility incarnate. So I do own longer dated put options in the S&P 500 as like a portfolio insurance. That's about it. You can't do anything else. You you get out. If you mm-hmm. if you don't like this volatility, get out. Mm-hmm. Cuz it's going to get more volatile. Do you sweat any of this stuff or do you do you have enough eggs in different baskets to not have the course of your financial life dictated by what Donald Trump says and does? Or at really I like any to market think, sort of flux. I like to think that the things that I'm invested in right now are non-correlated assets to the United States economy. Yeah. I own my largest holding is Nintendo. I don't think any of this affects demand for Nintendo Switch. Right. Or sales of Smash Brothers. I want to own Nintendo for a three to five year period. I think we saw a generational low in that stock when it hit $11 a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And that hit 58 this year. Now it's at 35. Mm-hmm. Uh I'm I've just I have an Apple-like time horizon on Nintendo and I think it's a very unique company. Mm-hmm. So I'm not worried about that. It'll go up, it'll go down. And then there's Tesla. I think Tesla's the fastest growing company in the world uh with the coolest products. You know, and like I said at the beginning, like I, I bought another Tesla. Like I, I just think Tesla is going to be here for a long time. Okay. And I, th- I believe in secular growth. I, I describe, uh, I was talking to somebody about this, like, you know, I, I made my fortune in Apple and, uh, the big thing I didn't do was sell Apple when iPod was an early success. Mm-hmm. People are like, oh, you know, it's just Apple. They're going to sell like a million iPods, whatever. Everyone was like, oh, Sony is the big company. Sony was making Walkmans and Discmans still. I feel like every car company in the world is making Walkmans and Discmans, and Tesla's making iPods. Mm, that's a good analogy. 
and it's like 2001. Mm-hmm. The Model 3 is the iPod. We haven't got the iPod Shuffle, the Nano, the Classic. We're very far away from an iPhone. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're like 10 years away from Tesla's iPhone. Mm-hmm. That's just huge amounts of revenue growth and ahead of this company. And a disruption that was a lot like what Steve Jobs did to the music industry. Mm-hmm. What What's going on with Tesla and the automotive industry is very disruptive. And I think that that kind of secular growth can happen in any economy. So, so I no, I don't I don't fear for Tesla. Tesla was up today. Tesla was up on Tuesday. Stock was up. Stock market down seven hundred. Tesla's up. Mm-hmm. So it shows you it's a non correlated asset. S and P five hundred does not include it. Tesla's not included in yeah. the S and P five hundred. Mm-hmm. It's part of the Nasdaq one hundred, but it's not part of the Dow Jones. You know, so it's not it's not correlated as much to these other things. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a. Uh, that's that's the that's that's what has always been at the core of what I do. And also like I've been dumb enough in the past to hold on to my investment thesis through economic cycles. If I think a stock's cheap, it's cuz I've done the homework on it and I believe in this product cycle ahead of them. Mm-hmm. So I am not going to let Donald Trump scare me out of my Nintendo investment thesis. Nintendo will be around much longer than Donald Trump, <laughs> you know, and same thing goes for Tesla. Tesla's a more interesting situation because even Elon Musk said in an interview recently, the company was one to two weeks away from going bankrupt earlier this year. If they couldn't get the Model 3 ramp to happen if they couldn't fix the problems in the paint shop or this part supplier or whatever they would have gone under Mm -hmm. so they got past that existential crisis things are now going much better so i feel like they're here to stay yeah so no i don't i don't let i i Having held, I, I held Apple, here, here's what a parable of my Apple shareholder life. Mm-hmm. 2007, stock market peaks, right? Right before the financial crisis hits. Mm-hmm. Apple's at 200 a share. This is split adjusted, right? This is before the split. So mm-hmm. split adjusted, what's, uh, I have to, I, I'm terrible at math. Yeah, same. I have to do calculator. Where's I'm a writer. Calculator? I can spell numbers, but that's here we go. Calculator. Um, I think it was two hundred a share. Two hundred two. Let's just call it two hundred two. Okay. Divide by seven. That's twenty eight point eight dollars a share. Yeah. Today's numbers. Apple's currently trading at one hundred seventy. Mm-hmm. Right. So the peak before the financial crisis hit, Apple was at 28. Mm-hmm. It's now at 170. It hit 230 earlier this year. Selling Apple in 2007 was a dumb idea in retrospect. It fell 61% in 2008. I looked like a fucking moron. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. So it was, oh man, Asif, what an idiot you are. You know? So it was down there at around $11.50 in 2008 mm-hmm. and 9. Steve Jobs had his liver taken out. The stock collapsed. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, that was it. That was like, that was, I was a fucking idiot. You mm-hmm. know, I didn't sell Apple at 200 
the first year of the iPhone, mm-hmm. right? Two years later, I'm a fucking moron, right? Mm-hmm. I lost most of the money. I was willing to hold through the worst recession in the history of our life. I was willing to hold Apple through that because I looked at their balance sheet. I said they had $30 billion of cash, the hottest product I've ever seen. Yeah. The most trans most disruptive consumer electronics device maybe ever. The iPod? iPhone. I- iPhone, okay. Right? This okay. is the first year of the iPhone. Right, 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 right. Okay. I made the decision not to sell Apple stock. Yeah. It went from eighty to two hundred that year and then it went from two hundred back down to eighty the right. next year. Right. So I looked like a fucking idiot. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I'm like I see parallels to this year with Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Could have sold Nintendo in January at 58 i bought it in the 20s mm-hmm. you know i own it around 25 or something mm-hmm. could have sold it at over 100 percent gain but my thesis hasn't played out i haven't seen the end of the switch cycle mm-hmm. they haven't opened their amusement park the mario movie hasn't been released we haven't seen the numbers for detective pikachu yet yeah so many revenue streams ahead of nintendo yeah I'm not going to throw away that investment thesis just because of one year. Yeah. But I am a rare bird in the stock market that I can think five years into the future. People can't think five minutes into the future. Mm -hmm. They can't trust this market. Five days is a long time to own a stock. Mm -hmm. But I know that the best things I've ever done came from patience with my investment theses. Mm -hmm. And Tesla, to me, if I can hold that for 30 years, I'm going to make a lot of money. That's a brand that 30 years from now will still be here, will be stronger. So on the subject of that longevity, earlier this week, I think it was announced that, and I might get this wrong, but I think Microsoft overtook Apple as the world's most valuable company? They're going back and forth with it. Yeah, I I wanted your take on that. Yeah, it's um, Apple and Microsoft's market caps are, are very similar right now. I think they're both around... 100 or sorry 850 billion microsoft is currently valued at 820 billion and apple is currently valued at 820 billion so they're like right next to each other right now and like i see these headlines every other day and i'm like apple got to a trillion first yeah, I didn't want to view it as a competition, but I wondered. Like, we talk a lot on this podcast. It's about meaningless. Steve Jobs. Yeah, I think Microsoft CEO has made some impressive moves. Oh, he's amazing. Yeah the the run that Satya Nadella has created. The stock was twenty five. Yeah, when he took over, it's at a hundred nine now. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I think it's meaningless. Like, they're not. It's not. It's not sports. Right. You know, it doesn't matter. There's no Super Bowl in the stock market. Microsoft is having a better year than Apple. Microsoft stock is up on the year. Apple is flat on the year. Mm -hmm. So that's one major difference. Uh, I think Apple's at a different point in their product cycle than Microsoft is. Microsoft's focused on cloud and uh, gaming and all these different things, you know, that the productive, they're create, you know, their productive suite windows uh, that they, they're just a different bird. But I, it's like there's four horsemen of the tech apocalypse. It's Apple, it's Google, it's Microsoft, and it's Amazon. They're all going to be fucking huge, mm-hmm. you know. So I, I don't know. It's meaningless, but it shows you that Apple has fallen a lot. Apple's lost a hundred, two hundred billion dollars of value in the last three months. 
I wonder if Microsoft is on a similar course because I was reading articles about how Microsoft kind of um, made this comeback. Mm-hmm. And the the takeaway is that they they shed dead weight. They shed stuff like Windows Phone, which wasn't working for them, mm-hmm. and they focused on what did. I think taking, for example, Office to a subscription model was a really smart move. Yeah. Uh, I think a lot of stuff they've done with Windows 10, especially their cloud system, mm-hmm. have been really smart moves. But Apple has kind of done the same thing. They're sticking with what works for them. We've talked a lot about on the podcast about how, I think you've said this, like Apple isn't as innovative as they used to be, but they probably have a big idea around the corner. Mm-hmm. Uh, Microsoft seems to be on that same track where maybe like five years from now, will people view them as kind of staid because they're just kind of doing what works rather than pushing some big new idea. Yeah. And the interesting thing is since Apple is a hardware company, I think they have the potential for a, to make a big splash with a new thing. Whereas Microsoft really doesn't like, what, what are they going to do? It's easy to predict. Like there'll be a windows 11 or whatever. Mm Mm-hmm. And they'll they'll continually update Office. I feel like every month I log in and my Office 365 is slightly different. But like I think it's a Apple battle. has that bigger potential for future growth. I I, I don't know because I think it's a battle for the AI cloud. It's whose neural net's going to be the best. Who's going to have the most robust mm-hmm. artificial intelligence database? Mm-hmm. And I think Microsoft is a player in that. And I think they're coming at Amazon in a big way when it comes to cloud services. So I think that database in the cloud is the battleground mm-hmm. and microsoft's fighting there it's just not a sexy battleground right it's a very boring business battleground <laughs> yeah but that's what microsoft's always been successful at. yeah yeah they're, they're is, a business yeah oriented company yeah yeah you know that's why most point of sale systems run windows still you know mm-hmm. like the, or dos you know what i mean like yeah uh microsoft is pervasive in enterprise so i i think that microsoft and apple can both succeed and that's what jobs said when he had Bill Gates come to that keynote mm-hmm. uh, and announce that $150 million investment back in the 90s, mm-hmm. you know, it was that it, this idea that for Apple to succeed, Microsoft has to fail is just incorrect. I think that too. I just I just found it interesting because a lot of people view them as rivals and I guess in some ways they are, but I view them as like two sides of the same coin. Yeah. Like it was huge for Apple when office came to Mac, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and that, that seems like the perfect marriage right there. Like yeah. one of the first things I did when I got my Mac is like, I didn't even, you know, I didn't even consider pages. I'm like, all right, I'm installing office right now. Well now pages is free. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a whole different thing. Even free. You like, still prefer Office? I still prefer Word. Yeah, just because I, I know it. Like that's kind of my comfort zone. I don't, I don't have Office. I use Pages, and on my PC, I log into iCloud and I use Pages on my browser. Sure, because it's free. Yeah, and it's cloud. Uh, I know Microsoft has that service too now. And then you know we use Google Docs internally in the company. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't have much uh, religion when it comes to Word. I, I used Open Office for a while. I did too. I did uh, too because that was free. Yeah. Uh, so like I I haven't really there's there's nothing about Word where I'm like oh man I miss this. There's nothing like that for me either. Really, it's familiarity with the interface. Like what I kind of when sure. I I was on a computer science track. I've been programming since I was like ten. Uh huh. 
But when I switched to writing, I said, you know what? My main job now, the way I bring in money, is I need to sit down and write. I don't want to stray from the interface and the commands oh, I yeah. know because really that's just cutting into productivity time. That's the main reason I stick with Word. Yeah, that's fair. Like I like Google Docs, but it's very bare bones to the point where I'm actually surprised yeah. and a little annoyed that Google hasn't added more to me fundamental features that Word has had since like yeah. 2000. Google Docs is not a viable replacement no. for Word. Which is too bad because I feel like they could make it that. I think Pages is. Yeah. It's just like you said. It's a UI thing. It's it a user is experience thing. That's no, fine. But yeah, I I've used Pages. I the uh, and I also use. Uh, I don't use Excel. I use uh, either Google Docs or uh, what the fuck Numbers. Mm-hmm. It's another Apple app. Mm-hmm. Um, is it free? Also, yeah. okay. Yeah, the whole the whole. Uh, what is their Office suite called? It used to be called iWork. I don't think they call it that anymore. Okay. I don't know what they call it. When my friend worked it up, he was a programmer there for years. He worked on that suite. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh, I thought it, it was... It was a big deal. Yeah. Because uh, Apple was competing with Microsoft. Mm-hmm. And eventually it got around to being pretty good. Like, okay. I, I think they're, it's cloud-based. It's, it's probably one of my favorite parts of iCloud is that I can use pages on a PC mm-hmm. on a browser. That's cool. And Chrome. Yeah. You know, so it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, like also, I can I can edit something on my iPhone or my iPad, and then pick it up on my my Mac or even mm-hmm. on my PC on a browser. So yeah. I think that's that's what. And I know Office offers that, but it costs money. Yeah. Uh, but that's that's the main reason. You know, I, I have some Apple allegiance still, a little bit left in me, mm-hmm. uh, but not much because they're. I didn't buy a new iPhone. I'm still rocking the first I- Apple Watch, and yeah. I, I, while I'm interested in this new iPad, I'm not buying it because there, there's a bending problem with it. Oh, yeah, it's they put all these magnets in it uh, to so that it would work well with the keyboard attachment and also the the pen, uh-huh. and in doing so, they made it less rigid. And that's hurting it. Uh-huh. And you throw it in a bag, or if you do, I've seen some stress tests where I'm like, I'll just wait a year. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll yeah. Fix it. Yeah. And also, I, I'm running. I'm still using an iPad Air, and it works fine. I'm an Air Two, I think. Yeah. I use mine mostly for reading, and I'm like, I don't really need to upgrade just for a new Kindle app or whatever, you know. But yeah, so I bought Apple Calls around here today, and then closed there so i'm happy oh, yeah 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 that's uh, awesome but yeah you know uh at your screen yeah yeah i just think apple uh the stock has these moments and as it gets older s years tend to suck mm-hmm. compared to their their flagship phone years mm-hmm. it's a, a it's a slower growing company that desperately needs a new product and uh but it doesn't get much respect either. Is all I'm saying. Like every, all these other companies trade at higher valuations than it. So Microsoft is actually more expensive than Apple, and that's just food for thought. I don't dislike Microsoft stock at all. I think it's a good stock. I was talking to my dad about potentially buying it, uh, but we didn't. That was my next question. If you had ever considered adding it to your portfolio, here's you want to hear a sad story. Yes, I we, love sad stories. Yeah. We were at we were Microsoft shareholders for ten years, or maybe longer, fifteen years. I don't know how long has Satya Nadella been been CEO. Anyway, yeah, 
owned it for $25 a share and it barely moved for 10 years. It would go up above, it would be $30, $35, back down to $20, back down to 15, back to 25, back to 30, back down to 20. It didn't do shit. Steve Ballmer was the worst CEO ever. Yeah, he was. We sold it out oh, of frustration. Oh, no. Maybe like three months before Sadie and Adela took over. Oh, no. So, yeah, missed out on that whole run. Held it for like 12 years and then sold it like oh, just a few months before Satya Nadella took over. Listening to Balmer say stuff like, Balmer? Need, or Steve, uh, <laughs> shoot, what's his name? I just blanked on it. Uh, yeah, Balmer. Yeah, Steve, yeah. Listen to him say stuff like, I think physical keyboards on phones are the future or whatever he said. Like, we don't need a touchscreen keyboard. I have to imagine you were just kind of like shaking your head. Well, when he said that no one would buy a $600 smartphone. That was and then, one too, yeah. And then now the average selling price for smartphones is above $750. Yeah. So it's like, no, dude, you're wrong there. You're wrong about multi-touch. You completely missed on just so many things. How could they miss on iPad? iPad beat them? They were working on tablets for 15 years at that company, and yeah. iPad beat them. Yeah. Uh, now Surface is just catching up. Uh, yeah, there. He's a terrible person. What's funny is he was the largest shareholder of Microsoft when he retired, and then leaving and putting Satya Nadella in charge. I think he increased his net worth by like fivefold by leaving. Yeah. So it's kind of amazing, you yeah. know. Uh, no, Nadella's doing great work, and the whole time it's been going up, I've just been shaking my head because I was like, I know I could have just we shouldn't have sold it. The moral of the story is don't sell your stock just because you get back to what you bought it at. And that's what we did. We basically broke even over a 12-year period. I mean, people say that, like, the stock market is not for the faint of heart. Like, you can't sell at the first sign of No. Of it's funny because I, like, go to the doctor and they like, check out my vitals or whatever. And they always give me my blood pressure. And I'm like, really? Is that low? They're like, yeah. I'm like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I think I have a pretty high-stress job. But... Yeah, apparently my heart doesn't. That's not. That's not being affected by it. Mm, I think it has good. to do with not eating red meat. But we'll leave that for another episode. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah. Anyway, just find cheap stocks that you like and buy them and hold them for a long period of time and do homework on them and make sure that they aren't going to zero. Yeah. But if you have conviction, just stick with it. Like you, there's gonna be recessions. There will be growth scares. There will be wars. There will be terrorist attacks. There will be oil spills. There will be Donald there Trump. There will be fires in California. There will be earthquakes in Japan. You yeah. Know, things happen. Donald Trump is a thing, yep. and he's happening. And he manipulates the stock market with tweets. It's very dangerous. But I don't think it affects the demand for Nintendo Switch, and that's the most important thing for a Nintendo investor to consider. And I, unemployment's incredibly low right now. Wage growth is here. Have you filled up gas lately? Mm -hmm. Sub two dollars in Ohio. Yeah, I paid one eighty one the other day. See? Yeah, that's a tax break for consumers. Mm -hmm. You know, so that's bullish. These are good things. It's bad if you own oil. It's it's a mm -hmm. terrible time to be a bank. Mm -hmm. Don't own any bank stocks. Don't own any oil stocks. But fucking. Own Nintendo, own Apple, find it, find something that you think is growing, find something that you have evidence is growing, 
Find something that you believe in in the long run. Mm -hmm. Have faith in it. Don't just panic. I've never made a dollar panicking. That's all I can tell you. Mm -hmm. I've lost money by panicking out of things or selling things just because I was worried about it going down. Microsoft being a great example. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's... Yeah, no, I don't let Donald Trump affect me, but he is affecting the market. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like I've lost a ton of money by holding on to things in the past six months, mm-hmm. but I have enough cash on the sideline where I'm like, I'll be fine. Yeah. You know, I, I, I know my family will be fine and our company will be fine. I know Shaq News has funding, mm-hmm. you know, so it's like, that's, that's things that other websites don't have the confidence of right now. Right. You know, so I think uh, I I had there have been times in the past where the portfolio was worse positioned for these sorts of events. And I think that I've learned from trading through those events. But, yeah, if I'm going to hold Apple through 2008 and nine, I'm going to hold Nintendo through whatever Trump throws at us. Yeah. And I think Tesla is. I've never seen a company grow this fast. And be so hated while it does it. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. Like, it's like, if you can't cheer this company on, I I don't know who you can like. Yeah. You know, like, but yeah, when I, I, I won't call out who it was, but there's a game dev who bought a GM Bolt instead of a Model 3 because he didn't like Elon Musk's stance on unions i think it was Mm. and i'm like yeah gm really treated the unions well yeah yeah they did a great job with those pension holders yeah (laughs) you know so i'm like yeah you guys need to just realize that yeah a small company like tesla might not be able to deal with unions but he has like on-site daycare he has like three full-time doctors that are at the factory you know, so they're they treat their employees well. Uh, it's just that working in a factory is hard. Mm-hmm. You hurt yourself. You mm-hmm. stress your you, know, you have you have you pull muscles. Shit happens. You know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's I don't know. I I will defend that company to the death, and it's because I believe in their product, and I feel like. In the past, I was an Apple evangelist. Now I'm a Tesla evangelist. And I've always been a Nintendo evangelist or mm-hmm. just a fan. And I've been a Nintendo shareholder and out, in and out of it multiple cycles. You know, like I I played the N64 cycle. Yeah. We tried... We actually avoided the GameCube cycle. And then we got back in for the Wii. Mm-hmm. I double. I think I tripled my money in the Wii. Got out before the 2008 hit, and then got in for the Wii U cycle, and has I've held it through the Switch cycle. Mm-hmm. So I was wrong. I was wrong about Wii U and 3DS. Right. Stock did nothing, basically, for f- six years. But yeah, I think Switch is here to stay, man. Like I, I can't think of a more important game console for me. Mm-hmm and innovative and it's it's so nintendo because they take the they don't take the highest technology thing but they make something super innovative because they just think differently yeah that's an apple thing but nintendo is very similar to apple in that sense Mm -hmm. 
Uh, so yeah, I, I don't know. I I don't think people should be. You know, I I get it. Like markets, market movement will determine fifty percent of what your stock does on any given day. But then you have something like today where Tesla was up even though the market was shitting itself. So I, I don't mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Outperformance exists. Secular growth exists. So you either believe that or you don't. Yeah. And if you don't, just buy index funds every month. Put If you have $1,000 that you can invest a month, put that in the stock market every month and then come back in 30 years. Mm-hmm. That's the that's passive investing. But if you're an active investor, there's, there's deals out here right now. There's got to be. Because... When correlation goes to one, everything goes down in unison. Not everything is shit. Right. You know, not everything's going to zero. Not everything's Facebook. Mm-hmm. But boy, it felt good to make money off Facebook going lower. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, like I was telling my dad, I'm like, that's my punching bag. Mm-hmm. On days when the market's down, I'm going to beat up on Facebook. <laughs> On days where I think the market's going up, I'm going to buy into these other companies like Microsoft, you know, the Qs, basically. Because the big tech companies outside of Facebook, I think, are all very, very good position. Mm-hmm. Not to mention, he Trump just gave them a 20% tax cut. Is that good or bad? Is that good? If you're a company, do you like having 20% more money? I do. Right? Yeah. It's going to be huge next year Mm -hmm. and it's going to backfire entirely because he gave GM a tax cut and look what they did. Right. They shut down plants in Ohio. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I don't know. I think Trump will be impeached. And I know like we, we talk about, I I try not to, this show's not political. I just have a ongoing thesis as to what's going to happen in politics because it directly impacts the stock market. Mm -hmm. So you'll remember before the election, I was talking about how I thought Donald Trump would win. And I caught some shit and chatty for saying that. Yeah. But he won. (laughs) You know? Well, and there's another example of people going based on emotion rather than trends, you know? Yeah, a big thing. Like I, I felt I didn't know if he would win. I thought Hillary would win, but I also was of the mind that nobody should underestimate him. Yeah, because look at the progress he had made. No, just defeating all of those, inc- all of those actual Republicans. He went up against the Bush dynasty. Yeah, and just mopped the floor with them. Yeah, to destroy the Bushes that quickly. Yeah, and then everyone else in that clown car. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was something that shouldn't be trifled with, and I think that. I think that, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I'm not getting into politics. I just think that Donald Trump being impeached would be good for the stock market. Yeah. And maybe the nation. Yeah, maybe. Because then you just get Mike Pence anyway. Yeah. (laughs) You still have gridlock. But I just don't think Pence would have the balls to do what Trump's doing. No, he he would be very straight laced and by the book, which yeah. is which would be you know a welcome change from would the be better than what we have. No, not not yeah. endorsing Pence's politics whatsoever. No, no, I'm just all things being relative. He seems less volatile. Yeah, uh, so that would be good for the market. And yeah, if this happens, if he's indicted or resigns before this tariff deadline, that would be good. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Apple's in the crosshairs, man. They they make products in China. Yeah. And to make those products in China, they have to ship products from America to China. So they get doubly fucked. Yeah. If fucking China says tariffs on your imports, Apple, and the US says tariffs on your exports, Apple. Yeah. 
their margins are completely fucked. So that's the concern. Mm -hmm. That's the uncertainty on this stock right now. Mm -hmm. And it won't go away uh, until we have actual clarity as to what's going on in the trade war. Yeah. Checking with Lola. Lola She, She got up for like five seconds, took one look at us, went back to bed, and now she's snoring again. She's out. How cute is she? In her I must. Do I like tire her out, or does she usually get tired around this time of day? She just ate before the show. That's true. She gets sleepy after she eats. I usually wrestle with her. Like I've got one hand just like mm-hmm. turning your dog in circles. She was kind of sleepy. Yeah, and she's out. I guess peeing on the carpet tuckered her out. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, it's been a long show. It has. So we'll wrap it up. I don't know. There's not. There wasn't a whole lot of gaming stuff to talk about. No. We'll have more when we see what happens with the game awards, and then I imagine next week we'll be talking game award results, our plans for our awards, yeah, and and lots of Smash Brothers, probably. Yeah, talking about how great Kirby is. Yeah, I can't believe he won. E- he won E3. He did. Yeah, Kirby won. Uh, E3 2019. That was the name of our last episode. So I don't know what I'll name this one. Um, I guess, you know, we haven't talked about this, but KDA, have you seen these girls? Mm. It's a, it's an all girl anime K-pop band for Riot Games. No. Yeah. Sweeping the nation. Cool. Yeah. Good for them. Yeah. It's, I think I like Riot Games more as a, uh, K-pop label than I do a game studio. Yeah. So we'll take it out with their song. Okay. Tonight. That'll be our end, our end song. I dig it. And then uh, maybe I'll do the Kirby theme for the beginning. He used to, he used to have a TV show. Oh, that's right. I've been I was thinking about watching that too. I couldn't find it on Netflix. I watched an episode of the Super Mario Super Show. That's on Netflix. Did you I, know? That? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's my, great. My nieces. I got them into that for a while. My sister hated me. <laughs> the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. Yeah, I kind of want that band, that rap group. Mm-hmm. Like they should just be a like. I wish they would be at E three or something. We should try to get them. That'd be cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna think outside the box this year for E three guests. If we're getting if we're if we run into problems again finding larger devs stopping by, yeah, I have some ideas for how to get other people to stop by. Okay. Yeah, but I'm I'm gonna think outside the box for E three next year. Okay. Already thinking about E3. I was going to say, like, we can touch on this, but then we've got to move on because I can't think about E3. You have to think about it a lot sooner than I do, though. Because we're working on sponsors and all sorts of shit. So it's just, yeah, I've, I'm already thinking about next year. So you're, th- you're talking about next episode, talking about the Shaq News Awards. I've already planned the Shaq News Awards. I'm like, you fuck, have. I got to get ready for CES. And I'm over here like, I need to get ready for Resident Evil 2 and what it's going to do to my life. Because oh, awesome, man. that game comes out next month. Wow. Next month. Almost. I've been talking about this for how many E3s now? It must must be here. nice. Must yeah. be nice. Yeah, it is. I yeah. wish I wish my game would come out. I mean, like Captain Falcon, the Smash Brothers guy, like he has that going for him. Mm. So I don't know. Mario Kart. <laughs> okay. But we'll get Mario Kart nine next year. What do you think about that? Your thoughts? Mario Kart Tour for iOS. Oh, right. That's the thing. That's what you get. That's all you get. 
Yep. Now neither of us are happy. Nope. Take that. I'll try. Or in Di- the most Diablo insulting Immortal. thing though was fucking F Zero in Nintendo Land. Yeah. That was just offensive. Here's a baby version of F Zero as a mini game in Nintendo Land. They care about it enough to make it part of Nintendo Land, but not enough to not enough to make a real game. Yeah, just evil. <sighs> if I ever get an interview with anyone from Nintendo, it's just all about F Zero. Yeah, and they'll be laughing at me. Uh, but yeah, so we'll wrap up. Go to uh, shacknews.com for your interviews, news, reviews, previews, long reads. Yes, go, go read Ascendant. It's on the, the very top of the website right now. Yes. It's on mobile. It is, a, it is a deep dive into the making of the, the new Tomb Raider trilogy, Tomb Raider 2013, Rise of the Tomb Raider, and Shadow of the Tomb Raider, which leads me to say just spoilers. More more for Shadow of the Tomb Raider than yeah. the first two, but you know, yeah. we get into some stuff there. So. Definitely some spoilers, which yeah. is cool. Yeah. Uh, the... I guess the enemy, like the bad guy yeah. in Shadow is a pretty cool character. Yeah. It's kind of deep. Yeah. Uh, I wish that game turned out better. It's beautiful. It is. I, like, I I liked it. My my problem, and this kind of happens with, with franchises that are just iterated on, like, it was just too much of the same thing. Yeah. As much as I liked it. Like, I felt the same way by, like, halfway through Batman Arkham Knight. As much yeah. as I love Batman... Plus, I love Batman Arkham. I'd played so many of those that I was just kind of done, you know? Yeah. No, but I uh, I do like it. I just, I don't have time to beat it. And yeah. I just, I was like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so instead, read my long read. Yeah, that's honestly probably a better use of your time. There you go. Uh, and yeah, yeah was, some people, I saw uh, some shackers talking about it uh, this weekend. These lo- The long reads tend to be weekend things. I've they, noticed. they are, yeah. Uh, although we've been promoting Beneath the Starless Sky on Twitter, and I saw a guy, he's like, oh, so this is what I'll be doing during work? <laughs> hey, man, <laughs> there you go. I was like, huh, that's kind of awesome. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's cool to see, you know, the promoted tweet, like, kind of keep spinning around. Mm-hmm. Uh, the trailer that Greg cut together is really good for that. So, yeah, it's it's worked out. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so there's this website. There's also, we're on Twitch at, you know, we're Shack News on Twitch. Mm-hmm. Shack News Games on YouTube because the guy who has slash Shack News is a dick. <sighs> we're Shack News on Twitter at Shack News. We're Shack News on Facebook if you like that garbage website. We're Shack News Media on Instagram because Greg's weird. Yeah. Speaking of Greg, tweet oh. at Greg Burke if you have any complaints about this episode. Yeah. Or maybe the the pace at which we release episodes, Michael Wang tweet at Greg Burke, 85, all all your complaints about that. Yeah. Send us your pictures of your animals. You know what? If you want to send them to me on Twitter, use the hashtag shack pets, but better yet, come on into the brief dump on the chatty. Yes. Upload your chatty pics. Yes. To that thread. Come to shack news. Your pets show them. Yeah pets but show them to me yes you know that's it uh that would be a good place to do that uh so yeah, it's you know shack news chatty it's like reddit before reddit with threads that are ephemeral yes because threads should expire they should man Out twi- with the old and with the new twitter threads that expire oof, that'd be excellent yes because sometimes a twitter thread needs to die yep and they don't Mm-mm. uh but yeah it was just and once again, thanks to everyone on Twitter who supported me during my ban. 
Uh, maybe we should open with Band in the USA by Two Live Crew. There you go. You know? <laughs> there you go. Because that song. And then we'll end with KDA because I think that's the the best K-pop song from a video game studio this year because that's a thing. I'm down. It was actually a big deal. It's the number one single in the world. Damn. Yeah, it was on top. That. It was top of the Billboard charts. Wow. Yeah, a K-pop song from Riot. <sighs> it's like a K-pop supergroup of girls, and they're like an you know you remember the Gorillas? Yes. How they were like an animated group? Yeah. It's like that. Wow. And they're they're DLC characters in the game. What a time to be alive. So bizarre, yeah. but really, congratulations yeah. to whoever came up with that idea, yeah. and that team deserves credit. Yes, uh, for that, for that. The other shit going on at Riot Games, we'll talk about it another time, maybe. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so let us know who you think is your game of the year. Mm-hmm. You can tweet hashtag Shackcast at David L. Craddock or at Techno Sucks because I haven't been banned. Maybe I've been banned since then, but I think I'm okay. Uh, and yeah, let us know who your Kirby main is. That's that's gonna be an article that goes live uh, tomorrow mm-hmm. on Shack. Mm-hmm. Uh, can't wait to see Ozzy's review. I asked him what he thought. He's like, it's so good. <laughs> so Ozzy likes the game. Awesome, awesome. and that's that's he was the super guy. excited for it at E three. That's the guy you want to ask. Yeah, when when judging a Smash Brothers. Yeah. Is the guy who's been covering Smash as an eSport for since Smash 4. Yes. You know? Uh, but, yeah. So, keep on the lookout for that. Uh, and, yeah, you know, sub to our uh, Twitch channel. You can do that with uh, Twitch Prime. You attach your Amazon Prime to Twitch. Mm-hmm. You can donate a free sub once a month. You can give us Jeff Bezos' money for free. So, why not do that? Yes. And also go on uh, iTunes and uh, Google Play or Stitcher, wherever. Review our podcast. Give us five stars. Say we are the greatest podcast in the history of podcasts. That will help us. Yeah, you know. And then on top of that, I guess I should do my soapbox. Do it. If you're on the internet, which you probably are because you listen to us through a series of tubes, and say like you're on Twitter and there's an article, click the link before you share it. Read the article before you comment on Twitter about it. Yeah. Before you retweet it, read it. Because we want you to be a informed reader and sharer of information. It also helps prevent the sharing of fake news, which is a big problem these days. Arguably the biggest. Maybe the hugest, most tremendous problem when you have a president who lies about tariffs being repealed. Yeah. Maybe actually go sexy build the cameraman's extra mile and vet the information say hey does donald trump have like actual source for this information what's china saying about this ask those questions before you just assume that the president isn't lying yeah do it for shack news so shout out to sexy bill the cameraman for coming up with that extra mile i kind of applied it to trump this week but it applies to any article Mm -hmm. if you see something from kotaku that maybe it fits your prejudice find out if someone else's report on or at least look at the source in their article for well is this 4chan or who said this right now 
uh, it's important to do. So do that. Uh, it'll it'll make us happy. But if I'm begging you to just click on the link, I doubt you're gonna vet it. I just I hate to say it, but you do put, it. You've left me down. You let me down, Greg. So many times. <laughs> Greg is is a is a firebrand on Twitter these days. Yeah, he needs to settle down. Well, he you can't dislike Marvel. How dare you? How dare you question Marvel? Mr. Mouse does not approve of Greg's disapproval. No, he does not. That's the problem. If Greg just fell in line and sucked on Mr. Mouse's teat with everyone else on Twitter, it'd just be fine. But Greg has to go out on a limb and be edgy and not like a Marvel trailer. Right. How dare he? Damn it, Greg. Oh, one last thing. Mm. Good Place got picked up for a fourth season. That's you're really into that show. Yeah. I need to watch I think I guess the first two seasons are on Hulu. Although I have Netflix right now too. No, they the first two seasons are on Netflix. Third season's on Hulu. Oh, just the third season? Yeah. Okay, cuz I noticed it was there but I didn't know which shows were which seasons. Okay. All right. I oh, I have Netflix right now too. Yeah, watch it. It's, it's a good. weird time for me. I haven't, Netflix Netflix, I haven't had Netflix in years. Why do you have it? I wanted to rewatch The Office. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Um, I watched a show on Netflix last night called Patriot Act. It's with Hassan Minaj. Uh-huh. Imagine a Chappelle show with no sketches, only about news, so it's kind of like the daily show. Oh. But he talks about Saudi Arabia every episode. Last episode was about content moderation on the internet, hmm. which was very appealing to me, having yeah. been banned. Yeah. So... uh surprisingly good he's a funny guy but i i don't know who that's for <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it exists a lot of netflix contents like that yeah uh but yeah and they paid a hundred million dollars for friends all right that seems weird yeah i guess it was just to keep nbc happy i'm sure that there was like we'll pull good place if you don't buy friends you know like they're yeah. probably comcast now owns nbc so yeah can't imagine what kind of underhanded dealings are going on to make sure that these these shows you know you mentioned the office that's an nbc property right you know so it's weird i mean who who got seinfeld yeah exclusive home for seinfeld on streaming it's because jerry and larry have control of their their property Mm -hmm. they have control of their ip yeah in a way that because they gave they gave them executive producer roles very early on. Yeah, uh, which I was I was watching a documentary on Seinfeld actually uh, this weekend, and it's just great to see how little Larry David wanted it to succeed. Yeah, he like hated it. Wait, which documentary was this? I can't remember. Was it the one where they like interviewed Jerry and Yeah. Yeah, I think it was one that they came on the DVDs. It was like it's like an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah. I love that at every. At, like every season renew he'd freak out because he had to come up with ideas for more and more he's episodes. like oh god 13 episodes yeah. oh now my I want 22 episodes yeah. how am i gonna do 22 episodes yeah i just did four yeah he was like four was enough he said that he would have been fine if it was done after the pilot yeah he's like oh every episode and then there was a difference from when larry left and when jerry took over there was this is like a whole episode's worth. I love that show. Mm-hmm. That show's up there with Cheers for yeah, me. Yeah, oh, for sure. But like, 
Some of them were weirder. Like they went out on some limbs, like Kramer listening to his golf caddy for yeah. legal advice. But also that show got it it was meaner. It yeah. was darker. Jerry was more of a jerk to his friends yeah. than before. He was borderline sociopathic by the, the series finale. Yeah. Yeah. He became more evil. Yeah. That's, it it was uncomfortable. Like there was one time where he basically, like he indirectly called Elaine stupid. I'm like, this is that's maybe too far. Yeah, these are like these are your people. And in earlier seasons, especially George, he would always stick up for George because he and George went way back. George was his best friend. Like he knows he's kind of a loser, but he's a lovable loser. But that's because Larry was there. Yeah, Larry was his friend. Yeah, and Larry was George. Yeah, he was. So like those two in a writer's room together, yeah. you're gonna have that camaraderie that came through in this in in the script with with the Jerry and George scenes. Yeah, that's what was gone. There was that there was no foil for Jerry anymore in the writer's room. That's true. I yeah. I know that they're like he worked himself almost to death mm-hmm. those two seasons. Like I think uh, Julia Louis Dreyfus once said she would leave and see Jerry like one o'clock in the morning sitting in the Monk's Cafe set you know going over scripts for the next episode because he was just caring so much as dark as that show got you did get some of the best episodes like i love the bizarro episode Mm -hmm. where like kramer has a job and yeah like george is ultra (laughs) successful like it yeah that episode is great that was great yeah no they're like it's not that it wasn't that it was bad but it's just amazing to see larry david walk away from that yeah that that story is just fascinating to me it was it the is. number one show he's just like i'm done like I, i've done everything I could. jerry said something he's like at the end of every season larry would say i'm done that's it and then in season seven he actually meant it and yep. i was very surprised <laughs> yeah know? but yeah i don't i don't blame larry david for quitting when he did but it's just it 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 definitely changed it did and uh it's it was cool to hear kind of like a backstory to that i hadn't really watched that stuff i didn't i didn't have the dvds i'm but i am going back to some of my favorite shows and kind of watching them again yeah cheers seinfeld a team i'll be i'll be interested <laughs> i want you to keep me update on your progress with cheers because going back like i liked i'm watching that instead of sunny i'm sorry it's okay hey che- i mean i love cheers dude sunny i i like i got through a season and i'm like i need a break yeah understandable i'm I'm in season eight i I still haven't started it and i'm like okay i'll be back so do you remember you wrote curse the alley as rebecca i liked her i prefer diane for a lot of reasons but the rebecca years are very different Mm -hmm. um it becomes much more of an ensemble show where they do almost sketches every episode yeah whereas i i felt that as much as i liked rebecca i felt the show lost something when the sam diane when she left and sure Sam kind of had to find his way. Uh, so, yeah, we'll have to talk about that. Yeah, we will. We'll have to talk about old shows some episode. <laughs> yeah, we'll do an old, the old, old cast. Yes. The bunch of olds cast. Okay, Lola, you got anything you want to add? Snore. No apology for peeing on the carpet? Oh, dude, she has no regrets. She just side-eyed me. Did you see that? Yeah, she has no regrets. <laughs> Do you see that side-eye? Yeah. She's like, fuck you, buddy. Wow. The disrespect. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's it. <laughs> I guess we'll see who wins the game awards. Yeah. I'm guessing. I'm going to say God of War. <sighs> Make a prediction. Yeah. I'm going to guess God of War. I'm going with God of War. 
I just don't think Red De- Red Dead might win, but I'm gonna say God of War. It's gonna be that or Red Dead, but my my front runner is God of War. Like I I I would love to see Celeste win tonight. I would too. I don't think they're gonna win tonight. They might win indie game. Yeah, indie games between Dead Cells and Celeste. Yeah, uh, but game of the year. I I just knowing the judges over there and just with PlayStation fanboyism where it's at. Mm-hmm. I see God of War pulling away from Red Dead, but we'll see. That's why we watch award shows, I guess. I watch him to see what the hell Reggie's going to do tonight. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. Like again, the Super Bowl, I don't really care about the game. I want to see the commercials. Tonight, I want to see the announcements. Yeah. I want a Death Stranding trailer that is nonsensical. Yeah. And cool. Yes. I want uh Reggie to come out and say F0 confirmed and here's it's available today. <laughs> I want to see Metroid, obviously. Yeah. Uh, I do think a Kid Icarus game is coming, based on what I've seen from from these uh, Smash videos and Obsidian's announcement. Gonna be big for role playing. I can't fans. say why. I think next week I'll talk about why yeah. I think Obsidian will steal the show. Yeah, they are set up perfectly to just go for the jugular of another company that yeah. will remain nameless. Yeah, and it's just and what I heard. This game, I think this is okay to talk about. This game was is part of a deal before the Microsoft deal. Yep. So that it will be available on multiple platforms. Tim Kane and and uh, Leonard Boyarsky, two of the private three division creators, yeah, of of Fallout, have been working on this for I think maybe two years. Yeah. So yes, this very much predates the Microsoft acquisition. So you have a you have two guys who were Fallout creators yep. working with the team that made Fallout New Vegas. Hmm. I don't have anything else to say about that. So tune in next week and yeah. find out how awesome that announcement a, was. A lot of a lot of their their teaser materials during their countdown to this announcement have been very evocative of the sort of game that they're going to announce. Yeah. You know, and it seems like theme and era. And I'm just bummed out because it's not the wrestling RPG that Mikey and I were talking about. <laughs> that would I be keep, great. I keep tweeting at him about it. Yeah, I'd play the hell out of that. <laughs> I was like, "Come on, dude!" Yeah. He, he starts. He started quote tweeting me and at Fergus about it. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, "Hey." Look, Make this happened, Fergus. Look, they want it. Yeah. And it's always just me, but he's like, hey, they want Give it. Give the people what they want. Give the people, aka Ozif, what they want. Yeah. That would be, if it was like the Pillars 2 engine. Yeah. But wrestling. Yeah. Oh, it would be amazing. Yeah. Think about like what the arenas could look like. And, yeah. Oh, like dude. an evolution to, to Fire Pro. I know Mikey's a big fan of that game. Yeah. Franchise. Fire Pro's great. Yeah. And I know they do a lot of WWE streams also. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's the show. It was the longest show we've ever recorded. Was it? I think. Wow. Three hours. Ooh. <laughs> Damn. I believe that's the longest show. The, ir- the irony is that when we when we come into the show saying we don't have much to talk about, we talk <laughs> more than like the busiest news site. Like yeah. this is longer than like any post E3 podcast could be. Hey, that's because we're usually dead after E3. That's true. 
This was like we had energy coming into it, and yeah. I had a nice rant about Twitter at the beginning. You did, yeah. Long, maybe longest introduction, too. We're setting all sorts of records This here is the superlative episode. On the Shackcast. This is the episode of the the Game Awards for Shackcast episode of the year goes to this episode. Which, as of right now, it's nameless. So, so yeah, this so, Shackcast episode of the year. Yeah. We'll call it episode of the year. There you go. Yeah. Oh, we named it. We gave it a award at the same time. That's special. There you go. We yeah. did it. We did it for Shack News, and now you can go out there and do it for Shack News. Oh! Uh. 